Afternoon, guys. How you doing? Thanks for being here today. Got Hersan in here, Alaska Moose Dog, G00, Trotovic, Bonds, got Cryptotic, Willie, and Deji. How you guys doing? Deji, I haven't seen you in a while. Thanks for being here. You guys want to come up? Hersan, uh, actually, I'll give you the mic. I know you're not afraid to speak. And I uh, hope you guys were able to catch the AMA just a little over an hour ago. It was a really nice job. I think they did a pretty good job of answering all the questions and kind of breaking it down for all of us. But I figured I'd hold this space anyway, just if we had questions, we want to go through things, maybe a little more clarity. So um, thank you guys for being here. Appreciate it. Please, Rasan, jump in. Hi, guys. I have to drop like maybe one hour, so I'm going to start talking now. I have yeah, a question. Um, the thing about rewards that you can only get rewards only if you stake your EGC right or lucro. Well, mainly EGC right. So if I buy as much as I can and I don't stake my uh, coins, right? So that means I won't be able to have rewards. I wanted to to ask to clarify, but you know there were so many people I couldn't uh, use that much time. So if 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 anybody understood that part really nice, please explain that to me, please. No, it's a really important question because it kind of describes how how we're going to move forward with the project, right? So typically in the past, buys and sells a, a percentage of that would uh, incur the which go towards buyback and burn, right? So to my knowledge, basically everything that I've read indicates that that's no longer the case. Buyback and burn will be a product of lucro only. And at this point, now things can evolve, right? It's not always they're going to be the same. So as lucro is used, that 1%, um, if they keep it the way it is, that basically 0.8% actually will go to uh, buyback and burn of Evergrow. The other two goes to the liquidity pool. But based on what Sam was saying, they might change that out and and just make the 1% even, and that'll go to, which is great, that'll go more towards buyback and burn. But the tax itself that's incurred on Evergrow, that's been lowered, and to my knowledge, none of that, unless the team does a strategic burn through, um, maybe through some other means. I don't know, Cody, maybe you might be able to speak to that if, you, if you're able, if you're not, no worries. Or if Moon uh, or Evergrow Love, did you interpret that any other way? Uh, no, the only way to get rewards moving forward once they make this change is going to be completely through staking. Uh, the buyback and burn is 100% lucro. Um, we're having a conversation in one of the channels, too. I was just getting ready to respond to Bard. So we stated that, you know, most people will now use their, their native token as the only advantage to using lucro right now is going to be the reduction in fees. But on the good note is it's great that they use a native token because there's a higher fee, which means more profit, which means that we can actually burn more or distribute more that way if they do that. But at the same time, it'll almost invalidate Lucro. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Um, I don't I don't agree with that. I don't see it invalidating Lucro because Lucro is a lower tax. And the way it's being used within the ecosystem, such as Luna Sky, it's being incentivized, right? So use Lucro, you pay less of a fee. And so that's a win for the buyer and a win for the seller because they can they can accumulate Lucro if they want to. And it also benefits the project. Um, so, uh, Hassan. So, to clarify, if I want... Are you talking to me? 
BUSD reward. No more BUSD reward. Any reward. I will have to stake all my EGC, right? You, okay. you don't have to stake it all. You can stake, let's say, 50%. Um, there's no restriction. If you want to take advantage of the um, multiple rewards, then staking is is really the tool that the, the team is using to reward holders. Um, I think it's a great thing, but I think there's a bit of an education that we're going to need to do. Not a lot of not a lot of people are really comfortable with staking, hundred percent. Some people are familiar with it because um, there's bigger like centralized exchanges that use staking, and you know they might pay five, you know three, five, ten, or eight percent, whatever maybe, in order to stake on their platform. Um, so there's varying degrees of that. The ultimately we got to explain it really, really well and demonstrate. Um, kind of like at the beginning, whenever Go launched, we saw the rewards that were, people were getting. People were sharing that, right? Look how much money I'm making here. Um, I think that's going to be a real opportunity for us to to share um, how it's working. And you know, because some people might want a specific token that's going to be launched on our platform. Um, they're like, hey, I can if I buy Evergrow, then I'm going to get this as passive income, right? And look at the big picture too. Let's just say. We have multiple partners, speculative on my part, multiple partners that come on and they want to take part in our staking program um, and their project does really, really well. You can really do well from that as, a, as basically passive income on a separate project just by holding Evergrow. I think that's a huge benefit to the ecosystem. What do you think, Evergrow? No, I, I mean, I agree. There's So Sam made a lot of good points. Um, Paul did some really good explanations, and I appreciate all their responses uh, with all the concerns of the community. I love the fact that they address the community. Um, I didn't really mean, I guess, per se, to make it just invalidate Lucro completely. I mean, Lucro is going to have a purpose. It's going to have multiple utilities where it can be used, where there will be benefits, and it will be incentivized. I meant more so it's, it has, you know, if if us going from a 5% tax to a 2% tax is such a big thing to the community, which we really don't think it's that big of a deal. It wasn't that big of a deal to go from eight to four, right? I mean, it really didn't have the impact we thought it would have. It would have. So going from five to two, yeah, it'll probably have an impact. But, you know, is it more on the selling side or more on the buying side? And that, that that's going to, we're going to wait to see how that plays out. Right. And it's the same thing going from a 2% tax on Luna sky or, or a 2% platform fee to a 0.5. It's only a 1.5%. It's, it's, if we're talking, you know, what's negligible to somebody 1.5, I'm personally not concerned with 1.5 that's not enough of a benefit for me to say, okay, well, let me make sure I'm listing everything in a specific token. I do it with my own NFTs because I want to benefit the project because I want to benefit what we're doing. I want to contribute. Okay. That's why I set my royalties the way I do. I want to contribute, but not everybody's going to have that same mindset. Right? So I, I think it's not necessarily a matter of educating people i think a lot of people already know how this works a lot of people know how staking works a lot of people know the purpose i think it's more we're going to have to prove it i think more people more and more the more we change things and the more we make decisions more people are waiting to see okay you've made the changes now prove there was a reason prove it's successful because so far we have not 
So just me personally, I've witnessed probably in the last few days at least three or four people that have shown me that they don't know what's uh, understand staking and how it would benefit them. They feel like they're giving up uh, control of their tokens. They feel like it's going to disappear from their wallet and they no longer have it. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I agree with you that we're going to have to demonstrate that the staking um, platform is doing what it said it was going to do, and that is distributing words. If we can demonstrate that, show that, and uh, we can get that word out, then I think we'll be really, really successful. Um, before I bring up Moon, um, Cody Rocket, thanks for being here. After probably it's been a whirlwind uh, day for you guys. I uh, appreciate you guys being here. Hey, man. Yeah, our pleasure. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Um, hey, everybody. Good to always see everybody. Yeah, whirlwind. <laughs> Good word. Uh, definitely a lot going on out there for sure. So we certainly appreciate everybody being here, asking questions, you know, um, communicating online in a civil way. So thank you for that. And thank you, you know, for the feedback. There's been a lot of good feedback that's been put out there. So certainly want everybody to know we appreciate that. I think we lost uh, Rocket there for a second. Uh, there he is. Uh, I'll bring him back. So uh, I'll wait for him to get connected here, and then I'll ask the question. When you guys, um, obviously this has been in the works for a while, the whole staking um, concept of staking and multiple rewards. Yeah. Um, what did you, if you, without giving any too much details as far as speculation and where you think, you know, we're, you know you're not going to make a million out of this, whatever, but you're going to have mm-hmm. a, probably a pretty diversified portfolio if different projects come on board and we work with them. Um, where do you see this kind of going? Um, do you see that as a real big asset for a project in this kind of getting out of the whole mentality of tribalism? Well, absolutely. Of course, you're, you're inviting people in from outside of your, you know, your inner circle. And that's super important. It's the same thing with Linda Sky, the same thing with Atlas, you know, so 100%. And I'll tell everybody, honestly, you know, when this was first brought up behind the scenes, I, um, I was a, it was a hard sell for me. A really hard sell. I was I was not into it. It was very shocking for me. Uh, naturally so, right? I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, we're not doing BOSD rewards. What? We're going to stake now? That's weird. Because I'm thinking about all those other projects that I've seen throughout the past couple of years and staking started becoming a thing. And so many of them, it just didn't work out. And it just seemed like staking was... Uh, you know, pointless, and there was just other motives behind it a lot of times. Uh, granted, this is my opinion, but this is how I felt at the time when this was first brought up behind the scenes in management. I was not for it. Um, but, you know, I came around to it because I was being educated by Sam in regard to why this is the best direction to go for us. You know, his future cast of this just financially is important because, and it doesn't mean he's right, but I do trust that he's the best one to make the decision. Right now, as he educated me on why, you know, uh, the this is going to be the best move and how the process he wanted it to work in regard to staking and the differences that he spoke about um, in comparison to, you know, uh, when he would talk about in the past why he was against staking. Right. And he's clarified that a few times today uh, for folks, uh, which I think was important. Uh, You know, my perception of it changed. Knowledge is power. So it took me some time, you know. And I recognize that this is a shocking thing to hear. You're going from being the biggest uh, rewards-based token on the planet to having to wait for two years through a ton of um, mistakes, a ton of uh, missed opportunities, and you know, false like, set expectations. None of which were 
malicious, and everybody knows that, and I, I, I think we know they know that. But that doesn't change the fact that they didn't happen. I am kind of going on a deeper dive here. Uh, I'll try to wrap this up, but I wanted to include that, you know, in what we're talking about because I think it's important for just the bigger picture, you know. Uh, so going forward, and we can elaborate on this throughout the conversation today. But going forward, this is the decision that uh, Sam has made, um, and we do trust that it's in our best interest. Yes, it's a shocking decision, but there is always a rhyme and a reason behind it. Yes, we do need to prove ourselves more than ever, and people must see these things being applied in real time, live in the world. You know, that's a given. No one disagrees with that. Um, there's been a ton, you know, to get to that point, and we're not there yet. But, you know, like we've said today a few times, um, we just really hope that in the end result, we can make everybody proud. Let's continue the conversation for it. I'm sorry for kind of tangenting there, but you know, I wanted to. I just wanted to speak from the heart for a minute. Uh, it's good to be here. Hey, everybody, I love y'all. I really no, I really appreciate it. I think it's important that you just. We're not a big fan, and you needed to have it broken down so that you could see how this fits within the big picture of Evergrow. So I appreciate. It. Yeah, I hate it. I hated the idea of like not receiving BOSD rewards or because, and you know what I realized? Not at that moment. Later, I realized because two things. Number one, it was easy, you know? And easy is always, always wanted above everything else, right? Am I wrong? Like we want everything in our life to be as easy as possible. But at the same time, you know, it was easy and I was complacent and uh, okay with kind of sitting in that, you know, not seeing the bigger picture, A, from lack of education about why it was a good idea and just not being able to see that far ahead, you know. So uh, once it started to, you know, once I started to realize that and just learn more about why and, and get open to being able to see that far ahead, that's when I made my decision. And my decision was, okay, uh, I'm going for this and I'm going with this and that's what I'm doing. And that's it. Oh, last thing. Um, I really like too how Sam put this when he said, you know, going forward, we have to start kind of looking at this in the bigger picture. And he compared EGC and Lucro to your savings and your checking account. And I really liked this, you know. And that to me said more than anything, um, this is how you look at these types of things going forward and try to future cast what's going to be best. You know, that's what he's saying there, saying, look, you know, you don't spend your savings day to day. That's not your walking around money. You know, that's kind of how he was speaking about Lucro and to Evergrow, Evergrow, Evergrow Love's question and kind of point earlier. It's like, well, there's A, we know of incentives already for using Lucro. There's two already that are pretty big. A, 0.8% of it goes to EGC's buyback and burn. And that doesn't sound like anything to people. And I totally get why. That also is very shocking. You know, it's like, oh my God, we're not doing buyback and burn. Oh my God, we're not doing BUSD rewards. Um, yeah. You know, like that's pretty, pretty damn shocking. Not going to lie, you know, but uh, once you learn about everything involved and why you can make your edu you can make a much more educated or ha I think you can have a much more enlightened opinion about things, regardless of what your opinion is, whether it's for or against it, you know, I'm not here to convince you. No one is here to convince you, but we are here to give you the information and uh honest information at that and you know that's it so and we can again elaborate about all that later i'm sorry <laughs> Go ahead. no don't don't be sorry at all i really appreciate it. you just kind of being just kind of being straight up and that's what people need to hear right 
Um, what do you think? Uh, sure, go ahead. I was going to ask Rocket next, but go ahead, Cody. Well, I just haven't had a chance to join the spaces in a couple weekends. I haven't had a chance to get on Moon Spaces, and I apologize for that. Um, you know, timing, life, et cetera. But you know, when uh, we can be here, uh, I absolutely want to be here. And today's a good day, you know, so it's needed to be here. Yeah, we know. Um, we just—I shouldn't say we know. We have a pretty darn good idea of how hard you guys are working, and uh, when we don't see you guys around, we know it's nose to the grindstone, and uh, we thank you very much. For, I know you're doing this for us and the and for the state of the project and and for long term growth and sustainability. So so thank you guys, appreciate it. Look, we appreciate that. You don't have to say it though. You know, look, let's just let's just save it for when you know we get to that finish line and we can all kind of look back and smile. I still believe that that's where we're going to be, um, and that's that. You know, so we're just going to keep working towards that, and we just want to make y'all proud. That's it. What do you think, Mister Rocket? Hey, um, man, it, it's going to be hard to follow that, that heartfelt, uh, uh, that, that heartfelt speech. Uh, I'm, I'm not nearly as, uh, as emotional. Um, but yeah, I was also, you know, I, I'm a skeptic by nature, right? So, uh, my initial impression was like, okay, interesting. And we'll just kind of have to, you know, kind of see how it plays out just mentally, right? Like w- what happens when, uh, rewards go away, uh, and go to staking. Um, there's a lot to consider. There's a lot to consider. But the other benefit that we all have is that we've had, my gosh, how many months, Cody, to think about this and mull it over and uh, kind of understand what the uh, possible outcomes would be. Whereas for everyone else, you're just hearing about it today. So it's totally understandable to have a uh, an emotional reaction today about it. But what's important, I think, is after you've taken some time to consider the the market we're in and what it's going to take to, you know, really position ourselves well for the bull run, um, it's it's pretty much the best way I can think of to do it. Fair enough. That's pretty darn honest answers. Moon, thanks for your patience. Uh, absolutely, Steve. Um, hey, uh, I have a girlfriend. I uh, love to see you all here, um, man. It's been a <laughs> it's been a rough few days, uh, a rough couple of days for Evergo. Uh, not gonna lie. Um, I I'm gonna be honest here. I did not see um, the two percent tax change coming at all. Got to be honest there. I, that, that caught me completely by surprise. Um, don't you know? Don't get the wrong idea. I I'm a firm believer that no tax is the future. Um, and is where the real potential is. So uh, nothing is going to change my mind on that personally. I know there's people who disagree, um, but I think the lower the tax, the better. Absolutely. It's just the time, the timeline is probably not the best, right? So maybe it's just best to, you know, rip off the Band-Aid and just be done and concentrate on, you know, uh, uh, apps and the utilities and generating revenue that way. However, the timeline of this announcement uh, I would have done it differently. I would have at l- waited for at least one utility, whether it be Luna Sky or Atlas Wallet, and then announced this. Because I understand why you announced it now. I get it. I understand why you, you know, your hand was forced. But uh, now there's that much more pressure, unfortunately. And I'm kind of looking at Rocket and Cody, you know, on top of the enormous pressure they're in already. 
because now there's an expectation. All right, so you lowered my ta- my taxes. Where's the damn utilities? You know, that kind of response from a lot of holders. I get both sides, right? So the one thing I want to address is, even on my spaces, I see a lot of people coming in and asking and questioning the situation with by lowering taxes on EGC, right? And eventually, now it's it's going to move to 2%, eventually it's going to move to zero. Um, Then the immediate question is, what is the point of lucro debt, right? Because upon you know a surface level that immediately seems to defeat lucro uh, because lucro has a 1% tax and uh, evergrow eventually will have a zero and this is where i i because i see the issue i see where holders are coming from by asking that but i feel like it needs to be explained uh, better because here's the thing even if evergrow move, egc moves to a 0% tax that still doesn't defeat the point of lucro, even with lucro having a 1% tax. And the reason for that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Rocket and Cody, I'm glad you're here. So if I'm, you know, if I'm wrong, just correct me. But it doesn't matter because the amount of rewards you get, whether that's coming from a tax or that's coming from revenue generated from utilities, is still dependent on how much Evergrow you hold. So you never want to sell your Evergrow because you can sell it. There goes the rewards. So you only ever want to add or buy if you're looking for rewards. If you're not looking for rewards, that's a different story. But if you are, then you don't want to touch the Evergo. You want to hold a bigger bag as possible. Lucro, yes, it has a 1% tax. And at that point, you know, EGC would be zero, Lucro would be one. But even still, it still works because it doesn't matter how much you trade, buy, or sell Lucro. That doesn't affect your rewards. How much Evergrow you hold does. So this is the part where it gets very confusing, and I, I kind of feel like it needs to be explained better. Uh, so I've, you know, I've kind of tried my best. Uh, sorry for rambling here, but that's just my two cents. So um, Evergrow Nando, um, he's put in the comment section. It's not necessarily. Uh, he doesn't agree with you. I don't think because it says how much you have staked, not how much you hold. And that's accurate. Um, so, uh, Rocket, I know you jumped up there real quick, and then I'll bring up Evergonando. Uh, Rocket, please go ahead. Yeah, uh, no, Moon, that was, that was a pretty good, um, a pretty good rundown of it. And the thing to to remember is that the the reasons you're going to hold Evergrow, if you choose to hold Evergrow, and the reasons you would hold Lucro are very different, and they will be very different. And as time goes on, and as utilities. Uh, come out and use cases, you know, are are revealed for Lucro, it's going to be very clear that they're very different use cases. Um, And in terms of the announcement timeline, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a horrible, horrible timeline sequence to announce everything because the ideal scenario would have been that by now, Lotus Sky would have been out for months. Right. Uh, And we had until, you know, maybe, beginning of next year, February or so, when Binance was sunsetting BUSD. And so we could have uh, Lucro being used as a utility already. Then we could announce the staking. Like, that that was the plan all along. Uh, Binance forced our hand. Uh, so that was, uh, that was fun. Um, and so we've had to kind of uh, accelerate the communication. Because, uh, you know, otherwise, you know, folks would think that we're just, we have our heads in the sand about BUSD and what's going to happen. But, uh, 
Yeah, it's there's all a plan, but just the sequence has changed because of uh, necessity. Trevor Godando, please. Thanks for your patience. Hey guys, um, I, gu- I guess I do disagree. Although, you know, I'm self admittedly not the most educated on this, but I guess the reason why I disagree there's a different use case for Lucro and Evergrow, especially based on today's announcements, was it used to be yes. Evergrow is not for trading. Evergrow is for holding. Evergrow has too high of taxes to trade regularly. And I get rewards on my whole bag. Well, now Evergrow has become two coins in one, essentially, because I used to be able to just buy Evergrow and I don't have to do another thing. That was the beauty of it to me. I buy it and <laughs> BUSD magically appears in my in my uh, wallet, and it's all good in the hood. I can be simple Simon, not know what I'm doing. <laughs> I was able to buy the coin, and I'm making passive rewards. Hallelujah. But now, now, it's not how much Evergrow you hold. It's how much Evergrow you're willing to stake, which I don't know if I heard the answer today, but with rewards about to turn off, I guess there's more pressure now than ever to get staking turned on because there will be a window where we're not getting rewards anymore and staking isn't available. Maybe I don't know if I understand that correctly, but I guess back to my original point, I do not see the need for Lucro because given the lower tax in Evergrow coin, I can keep Evergrow coin that I want to stake and get my rewards on. And then I can keep unstaked Evergrow rewards and use that as a trading token if I wanted to, or at least that's how I'm understanding it. So maybe I don't understand it well enough, or maybe there's still some more explanation that needs to be done. Because with a 2% tax and me having to stake my coins to get rewards, I don't see why I need to hold Lucro anymore. Yeah, fair enough. Cody Rocket, you want to kind of address that? Yeah, so it, the, the the statement at the end there was interesting. And I think that's part of the the, the, the challenge a lot of folks have that are having challenges with it is that I don't see the reason to hold Lucro. Yeah. I mean, we didn't design Lucro to have a whole bunch of holding utility, right? The, the main utility of Lucro is to be used in the utilities. And the only reason that Lucro, uh, you know, kind of got the, the short end of the, the announcement is because the utilities aren't live yet. If uh, Luna Sky were live and launched, well, then it would all kind of make more sense just in, in practice. But uh, yeah, the other thing is, in terms of the rewards and all that, the it's the trap that that I fell into initially, also right. Like again, we had months to mull this. Was thinking about percentages. Oh well, the percent's lower, um, and you know the math kind of works out to be lower. But you also have to account for the volume and the the traffic into uh, in that of staking. Um, then what you really want to know is what the ultimate reward that you would earn is. That's what really matters the most. You know, after all this, will you be earning more rewards or less rewards than you are today when there's almost no volume, right? Because we're in the middle of bear market Um, and high tax tokens just really aren't in fashion. So the goal is to reward everyone more ultimately and to give a very clear use case for both the tokens. Yeah, if I may really quick. Um, well said. Thank you, Rocket. You know, 
staking the EGC, you'll get to choose what tokens you want to receive your rewards in, you know, as we fund those liquidity pools for them. So essentially, it's not that different, right? You're, yes, there's an additional step. And I spoke about this early, just how, you know, some of the big changes for me came along with realizing, oh, this is, it's been easy for so long. Like you said, Evergrande, you said, well, you know, I just buy EGC and then boom, there we go, I get BUSD. You know, and to Rocket's point earlier, out of necessity, you know, we had to obviously make the change a lot sooner than we wanted to do that. Um, you know, I agree with Moon too. Like timing is it wasn't the best, you know, obviously. Uh, but here we are. So, you know, you stake your EGC, you choose the token that you want to receive or tokens you want to receive rewards in, and you withdraw them and you sell them. And that's your rewards and that's your money, just like with BUSD. But BUSD is going away. So we had a choice, right? Do we change to a different stable coin or do we go ahead and accelerate the original plan of staking and earning rewards through staking and given the opportunity to choose different tokens? And to remind everyone, the beauty too is in the difference. We spoke about this um, on the surface just a bit ago when we first started that uh, you know, with our staking, those tokens are not coming from somewhere else in the project like Sam was describing. And what's so important about that is we're not just recycling them because they wouldn't do any of you any good, right? You know, having the ability to get those first 12 trillion tokens, we're lucky, honestly. You know, that is what allowed us to say, well, we can actually do staking in the right way that we believe it should be done. That's how it all came up and how it all started. But yes, again, and I'm going to reiterate this a bit because I think it's important. It's shocking. Like this is a this is different. You know, making big changes here, um, on top of everything else that has gone on or lack thereof in a lot of people's you know perception right now. So yeah. Sorry, one more quick follow up on that. Is the reason a, they didn't just select another stable coin and just keep treating it like they've been treating Evergrow coin? Is because of a contract issue by changing stable coins, they would have to change the contract so they couldn't just simply change the coin and keep things business as usual? Yeah, that's the biggest reason because you don't want to modify the contract if you don't have to. We've seen what happens when that occurs, right? And it does not have a good track record at all, right? And there's no way around it. Like with the staking thing, you know, there's a couple different aspects to it, right? It's like, well, you can do the staking thing that most people have done and recycle tokens from somewhere else in your own project, or you do it differently, right? So, yeah, with that, they don't, uh, you know, last thing we want to do is upgrade that contract to a V2 if we don't have to. I think it's an unnecessary vulnerability that we would be introducing. So at all costs, big time, we should avoid that. So um, it, it could destroy a project by you know by by doing something like that it sounds simple but to swap it out with something else it's not that simple yeah it's an additional step it's different it's having to relearn a couple of things you know and that stuff's tough especially when you're already on the ledge you're already on that edge of being frustrated trust is low morale is low. like we, we know that you know we, we know that everyone um and we get that you know uh, we're investors too it's like we're on the inside and we have a lot of what we have going on and we try to make you all as privy to it as we can. Um, and I say as we can, because look, let's be real. I mean, there are just some things we just really shouldn't talk about publicly that go on internally because it's our internal business, you know? Um, and some of those things are important also to keep internal only, you know, but we try to go the distance with everything we can, but you, you only know what you know out there and you only know what you know from, observation of us 
what's gone on and what we tell you, you know, so definitely understand. Um, so I'm going to bring up Evergrow Love and then uh, John. Uh, John jumped in the space um, and then I'll uh, bring him up since he's been waiting. Um, Evergrow Love, please. Yeah, I just got I got two things real quick. So one, we've been discussing simplicity and one of the reasons that people are having a little more difficulty is because we're moving away from making it so simple. Well, that's the point of Atlas Wallet. Make it simple. So what we're trying to build our business on is making things easier for people and I personally don't have a problem with staking. I stake Lucro right now, but at the same time, now we've made it more difficult. They just have another step to learn, right? The whole point is to make it as simple as possible. So that's my first comment. My second comment is based on what Moon and um, Evergrande was saying, you know, with Evergrow being the coin and going to, if when we go to a 0% tax, and there's a 1% tax on Lucro. If I list NFTs on LunaSky and Lucro, and somebody's going to buy it, that's great. I'm going to get sent my Lucro. I can receive it or, or distribute it to my wallet. Now, if I want to Evergrow, I have to swap it over to Evergrow and stake it. So it's a good thing It's as, when it goes to 0%. But when it's at 2%, not really, because now it's going to cost me an extra 2% in order to swap my Lucro to Evergrow to stake it. Where if I could list in Evergrow at 2%, I already have Evergrow. They're buying my NFT in Evergrow. It's just an automatic stake at that point. It's just like having it already at 0%. So to not move to 0% and to go to a 2%, it's kind of like we're stretching out the pain to me. You know, when we went from 8 to 4 that was a real sore point on a lot of people, okay? I understand it. I understand it a whole lot more today than I did when when it happened. I kind of had the same comments about 8 to 4 as I do from 4 to 2 or 4 to 1 or whatever we're at now, right? 4 to 1. So I had the same comments then as I do now. One, you have no proven utility to back up and justify that reduction right now. And like Moon was saying, it's timing. It's all about timing, right? You need something. And it's okay to move to a 2%. It's okay to move to a 0%. But from an investor standpoint, it needs to be justified. We haven't even justified 8 to 4 yet. Sam posted that, you know, high tax tokens don't work because it was proven in a six to eight week period in 2021 that high tax pro tokens don't work. Okay, no business model works until it's proven by somebody and it's based on a good business practice and it's based on good business principles and a proven concept. A high tax token will work, but it has to have a business prove it first. Once a business proves it, it opens up the market to a lot more people. Same thing happens with traditional business it has to be proven. There'll be all kinds of people in this world that will always tell you that will not work. That'll never go anywhere. It'll never do anything. It's too high. It's too low. Whatever the case may be. Once you prove it, you got a hundred other businesses trying to do exactly the same thing. Interesting. Left while you were talking there, Sam put out a tweet. He's obviously not sleeping. Uh, I wish I could share the full secrets of our multi-token staking program with you all and how it all ties in with the ecosystem. What I can tell you is there's nothing like this that's ever been done before, and we can't wait to reveal the full details. So 
interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 percent on this on the staking thing. I I love staking, especially if you plan on holding. If you don't plan on doing anything with your tokens except holding them, it's pointless not to stake. As long as you trust the company that you're staking with. So I'm 100% behind staking, staking any token, as long as you trust the project or the company you're staking with. So to, to it, it, whether we have more things that we're going to discuss, whether we have more to bring out to the community, to me, it's almost irrelevant because I'm all for staking to begin with. Because you're going to earn an API on your staking, but you're also going to earn additional rewards in tokens or or other benefits just from just from staking. So there's multi, there's different multi, multiple avenues of obtaining something extra just by staking your tokens that you wouldn't normally have if you just held them, even if you're offering a BUSD reward. So I'm all for that, and and I'm all for everything that the company's been or the project has been doing and the team has been doing. I'm have been and always will be a huge supporter. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to – everybody knows that I do not bite my tongue. I will ask the questions, especially when I'm getting people DMing me, asking me. I want to voice their concerns as well because I want to make sure that everybody gets answers. And I know that between you, Steve, me, Rocket, Paul, everybody, we're very amicable in our discussions. We don't take anything offensive. And I would rather us do it that way than have somebody come on and all of a sudden we got some kind of FUD attack going on or something, you know. Some gets taken the wrong way. I'm not going to take anything the wrong way, and I know you guys don't either. So I appreciate the the conversation. I appreciate the discussion, and I just look forward to where where we're going. I just think, like Moon said, timing was off. Yeah, I think um, I think you know it's it's tough. It's I, I'm a firm believer in staking too. Um, I think it's a really good opportunity to get our name out there to other projects. Keep in mind that, you know, their tokens are going to get listed on our exchange and or on, sorry, on our staking platform. And that's an opportunity for a new buyer. Conversely, we get introduced to other projects and they we become a new buyer for their project. So we grow together, right? Um, and I think it's a great way to keep interest in the project and collaborate with each other. So um, yeah, I'm super bullish on the, on the staking deal. Um, John, um, thank you so much for your patience. Welcome to the welcome to the space. Hello, John. Hey, pretty good, pretty good. Um, I just have a couple of questions. So I've been I've been holding on to Evergrow for a couple of years now, and um, so if I get if I understand this correctly, so if we if, so once we stake our Evergrow, we'll be able to to select which coin we want to get the rewards in. Is that how that's going to work? Let's hear it from the boss man or Rocket or Cody. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, guys. Go ahead. Go for it. Yeah, I'll let Paul get a little deeper on this. But as we were kind of talking about earlier, yeah, you will ultimately have an option to choose what reward tokens you may want to receive. Uh, you know, we'll talk more about that too uh, soon. Give you some more details on it. Paul, you want to elaborate on anything there? Yeah. So. You already be getting, you know, BNB from the one percent. Okay. You already, you already be getting uh, any profits uh, from any of the products that we put out, and that could be, you know, USDT, um, you know, any of the stable coins right there. Now, as far as the Evergrow rewards, the twelve trillion we have, we expect, like Sam said, to be putting in seven hundred and fifty billion to one trillion every month 
into the staking uh, platform. And basically, let's just say it's $750 billion. That will be paid out to all the stakers through 30 days. Now, we have the option to make it 60 days, 45 days, but we're probably going to make it every 30 days. And at the end of 30 days, another $750 billion to $1 trillion we'll put in. Now, we'll adjust that to what the uh what the um was it api api is um but we think it's been around 750 to uh one one trillion now when you receive those evergrow rewards let's say you receive i'm just gonna a, a billion rewards let's just i'm just throwing that out there as a number okay let's just say you receive, you receive one billion in rewards right you can take that one billion of evergrow and take it out of the staking pool for free and then trade it in on Atlas Wallet, swap it for a stable coin of your choosing, or you can buy another token if you want to. Um, so you can do anything with it, or you can compound it back into your Evergrow to you know get even more rewards in Evergrow and build up your Evergrow until you want to sell some or just keep on holding it and holding it and holding it. So it's... Yeah, you can pick what you want to get rewarded in, but not through the staking contract. You know, it's through, you know, if you want to take out the rewards out of the staking contract, and then you can turn them into whatever you want. Does that help answer your question there, John? Sorry, I muted you there. We're getting background noise. Oh, yes. No, I understand 100%. My, my next question is, so as more people stake, is the APY going to go down? Is that how that works? Typically, yes. More yeah, people probably. are in the staking pool. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then with buyback and burn now is 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 part part of the profits from like Atlas Wallet and all that are going to be used to buy back and burn Evergrow? Is that still going to be a thing? No, I think that was a, a misconception that got put out there early. Um, and we were that we we obviously talked about it behind the scenes of and we talked about it in other spaces. You know, maybe six months ago or whatever it was to maybe doing like half and half or, you know, half of the profits going to buy back and burn half okay. the thing. But we ultimately decided it was better just for all of the profits to go into the staking pool and be rewarded to the holders, you know, and as Lucro grows, you know, more buy, more buy back and burn will come through Lucro. As oh, through Lucro. Okay. As the games come out and as we put Lucro in different places where it can be used. Like we can put it in other games. We can put it here. We can put it there. So it can be used over. It's not just going to be a trading token. It's going to be used in, you know, different places that we stick it in, you know, for, for volume action. So buyback and burden is still going to be a thing. It's just not going to be part of the, I mean, there's not going to be any ever growth tax eventually. So that's not going to be, that's that, correct. not going to burn anything from there. So they'll just burn whatever it is from Lucro, that 1%. Correct. And, and call it and call it a day. Correct. Okay. Now, okay, yeah, correct. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, unless the volume of Lucro goes to like astronomical levels, there's not going to be that big of a burden. It'll probably be like in 250 billion increments, like it's been, it's, it's been doing. Yeah. I mean, it's still a massive amount, actually, if you actually think about it. Oh, no, know, it is. Things, you know, but yeah, you know, um, and like I said, we just burned you know what, almost 10 trillion, which is enough for, you know, years. Oh, of course. Kids. Sure, sure. Um, so, yes, you know, um, and this way, you know, 
it's less tax. You know, if we add another, you know, if we keep 1% for the buyback and burn, now the tax is 3%, you know, and, you know, that really wouldn't contribute too much to the buyback and burn, but another percent added to the tax may, you know, take people away from buying Evergrow because it might be a little too high. 2%, you know, seems like a good, you know, number right there for people to say, okay, that's not the high, that's not high, you know, I'm buying so when so uh, just one more question and I'm uh, then I'm then I'm I'm done. So, so on on the staking platform, there's going to be other tokens that will be able to stake their their coin with Atlas Wallet, and then that way they can earn Evergrow or they can earn whatever token they want to earn. Is that how that's going to work? Kind of. No. No. Okay. No. So it, I can't go too much into this. Just like Sam said, but they're not staking. We'll be getting their tokens and be given out to you guys so they're oh, not okay i so see okay holders will receive those tokens now i don't want to get too much into it no uh, no i i understand you can't say you can't say too much that's fine yeah but no they're not going to be staking and receiving evergrow or anything like that no okay okay no. i understand okay only for evergrow holders only, only for evergrow holders all right well guys have a good night thank you thank, thank you, you and, and just for clarity um uh, so the staking is going to be on the EGC site, not through Atlas Wallet. Um, I don't know if that's an eventuality that will happen, but um, I, I really don't know. So, um, Paul, I apologize for giving you a promotion again, calling you the boss man. But, uh, <laughs> Moon, how's your arm doing? Is it asleep yet? Uh, almost. Almost. Uh, pretty close. Um, no, I enjoyed this. Uh, thank you for holding your space, Steve. Uh, I mean, uh, there's a lot of questions now, obviously. Um this whole thing just became a lot more complex than it used to be. So I understand why, but you know, it, we're definitely at a point where heck, even I have questions, you know, <laughs> kind of need to wrap my head around the whole thing. Um, I wanted to say, going back to what we were talking about, uh, the whole situation with the, the lucro usage that we had before, uh, somebody corrected me that it was from now on, it will be how much Evergrow you stake rather than what you hold. Uh, they'll pay rewards. So thank you for that correction. That is correct. I didn't think about that. Um, but Evergrande made a good point, which Rocket referenced at the end of his uh, speech, which was, um, well, when Evergrande eventually goes to a 0% tax, it's not there yet, but when it eventually does, then, you know, uh, I could just, you know, use the Evergrande that I'm not staking to trade. So again, what's the point of lucre, right? And that's actually a good point. I didn't think of that. But even still, I still see a usage for Lugro. And and mind me, I'm just trying to give a, a reason for Lugro to exist before all the utilities, before all that, as it stands now, right? So as soon as the utilities come out, immediately you have a use mode, but before. And even then, I still see a usage because, yes, technically the Evergrow you decide not to stake, you could use that to trade. Yes, technically. But, well then you have a certain amount of Evergrow that you're not staking and that you're not getting rewards on, immediately defeating the point of buying Evergrow in the first place. So even still, uh, as far as I understand it, Lucro still has a reason to be, if, if that makes sense. So Jesus are asking a question. Is there any rewards from utilities without staking AGC? That's a really great question. Because it's a change in kind of how we do things now. What do you What do you have to say? Say that one more time. So um, this was G zero zero. He said, "Let me find it again." No, not no, because not currently. I mean, that could change, of course. But right now, the plan is is 
when the utilities are out, the rewards, uh, the revenue from that is going to go directly to the state. So, you know, um, obviously, we're going to see how things go. There may be some modifications as time goes on, but that's the plan right now. Fair enough. Uh, a couple more questions. Let's see. And you got to remember also, we the 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 twelve trillion Evergrow that we have saved up, you know, that will you know allow you know people to still get you know rewards, you know, be able to trade them in for BUSD or or uh, compound them, but also still get rewards while the you know, products are building up and, you know, getting out there and, you know, growing, growing uh, re revenue and, and profits, you know, we're going to have plenty to go for, you know, a couple of years. So, uh, you know, while the utilities are growing, you know, uh, there'll still be plenty to dump in the staking pool. Gotcha. So uh, Andy Fackler here's come in with the Superman punch. Uh, lowering taxes is simply a cheap exit strategy for the largest holders. Simply as that, if EGC is intended to be held, enforce a higher tax that is punitive to selling. Well, Sam talked about this, actually, if you guys want to address that. Well, if it's punitive to selling, then it's punitive to buying because you have that on the back end of it. So it'll have the same impact on buying as it does on selling. I don't think it really solves anything because if, I, if you know, if you're, let's say there were tokens back in the bull market, they were charging like, I don't know. 30% or something for selling and low buy taxes. What ended up happening is people just wouldn't buy them because you knew that if you ever didn't want to sell it, you lost that already. Right. So it doesn't really in practice do what you hope it would do unless people don't know about it, which is a whole other problem. Yeah. And that happens a lot where you don't, you're not, they're not transparent about it. Right. I was actually on the camp of, um, I'm sorry, Paul, were you going to say something? Yeah. I was going to say, um, even if we could, um, we, we couldn't uh, raise the sell tax that's different than the buy tax um, with the Evergrow contract. Uh, it has to stay even. So, Oh, okay. We, I didn't know that. Yeah. So when we lower it to 2%, you know, the other, the sell goes to 2%. We, we couldn't, even if we, we would have to upgrade the contract even to do that. So we, we wouldn't even be able to do that even if we wanted to. And that's not, what we want to do or not what Sam wants to do at all, as he explained, um, cause it's just a, you know, a bad way to do it, but you know, it's, it can't even work that way. Even if we changed our minds or wanted to with upgrade the contract. So exactly. Right. Because the contract isn't distinguishing between a buy and a sell. It's just a swap. It's a transfer really everything to the contract. Everything is a transfer. And so the tax is the same across the board. Okay, yeah. so, so uh, I'm sorry, Evergrow. Let me just ask this real quick. So you're saying that uh, with the contract, essentially, uh, uh, it's linked. So those two things are linked: uh, the buy sell, uh, the buy tax, and the sell tax, because there's no differentiation. If that's right. true, then now, because I was kind of in the camp of a higher sell tax, like I, I asked Sam about, and a lower buy tax, uh, because you know that encourages uh, holding. Um, while you know, you could even eliminate the buy tax entirely while having a high sell tax. Um, uh, Sam said that that's not really an ethical way to run a business. And I see his point. But like Rocket said, that's really only an issue when you hide that sell tax. So if there's no transparency on that, okay, then it becomes a problem. But if there is, I don't see any issue. But if you're saying that those two are linked and you cannot increase one while decreasing the other, okay, then then that's out of the question, that out of the table. It's not possible without a V2 contract. 
Okay, I, I see. Now. That's a problem. I, yeah. I, I, I meant to say that on the on the big AMA, but Sam was just talking, and um, I just didn't. We kind say. of touched on it earlier a little bit when we were talking about you know some of the reasons why we don't we want to try to avoid any type of contract upgrade. I want to say this too in regard to uh, the message there. I think it was Andy who sent the message. Appreciate that. I, I don't agree with you know the statement that. Um, lowering the tax is just an exit point for let's call them whales right for big holders uh, i don't think your statement is outlandish by any means it, it's a reasonable statement so i recognize that but i don't necessarily fully agree with it it is a speculation at the end of the day uh a big holder if they trust in the process they'll stay you know if not they'll sell and that's just the reality of it so i just wanted to add that africa love did you um did you still want to come up oh yeah so <laughs> anytime, anytime somebody says something and they end up contradicting themselves, I think it's kind of good to point it out. And Moon, I got to go after you, man. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so Moon made the statement that he still sees a use case for Lucro, even if EGC goes to zero, zero percent tax, right? Because, you know, EGC is meant to be held. It's not meant to be sold or traded. So if you're staking it and you retain a portion of your EGC uh, without staking to use for trading, then it's kind of the same thing as Lucro. The difference is when EGC goes to zero, if 1% is that big of a difference, it'll be cheaper for me to buy EGC and hold it and use it to trade than it will be to buy Lucro and trade it and use it it'll be more beneficial to me personally to buy and trade egc because there's zero tax let me counter that let me counter that and by the time that does happen we're gonna have lucro in so many places and evergrow is not gonna be put in those places like in games partnerships um whatever happens you know two, three years down the road when that happens. Evergrow is not going to be put um, in those positions. It's, you know, made to be hold. So Lucro is going to be, you know, in these games, in these partnerships and the future things, which I don't even know about because it's going to, you know, be years down the road. It's going to be in so many places and it's meant for that 1% tax to go through. It's like a transaction tax. So, you know, while you do make a good point about the trading, yes, but what about all the other stuff that Lucro is going to be in? So that's like Moon was saying, you know, until the utilities are released, it's not realized the benefit of Lucro, right? So Lucro's and currently taking a big hit because of it. But people don't realize that the utilities have to be released. I mean, look at the abstract. The extract's supposed to be Lucro exclusive, right? That's going to be huge for Lucro. Uh, any other game that comes out is going to be huge for Lucro. Um, just offering incentives. It's big. It's not, in my opinion, huge, but it's big, right? So there are benefits, and there are – Lucro's going to do what it's meant to do, but it's definitely going to take those utilities coming out for people to see that because people in this day and age, they're a show-me. They're, they're a show-me type of person, right? They, a lot of them will believe what you say, but at some point, it's a show-me and prove it. And that's, I think that's the precipice we're at right now is that a lot of holders or investors or potential investors are at that point where they're like, okay, show me that the business model works and show me what, what's going to happen. And the minute you prove it, it's going to be like the floodgates, but it's going to take that to me. Yeah. And we were kind of pushed a little bit further 
um, with the whole, you know, Binance thing happening and, uh, you know, we wanted to announce all this after Luna Sky came out and then we would really stake in and tell everyone about that. And, you know, Lucro would be in Luna Sky already and be doing its thing and then staking would come out and then the wallet would come out. So, you know, it kind of pushes ahead a little bit, you know, what we're doing here. Uh, and we do think, you know, once everything comes out and everyone sees the whole picture, I mean, it, it, it won't, it won't be as complicated as you think once you see the whole picture. Um, I'm pretty certain of that. Um, go ahead, Rocket. I'm going to let you go first. Hey, um, yeah, a lot of good points there. Um, I'm kind of going to touch on something completely different, the, the tradability of each. Um, tax aside, let, let's make all things equal, right? Let's say both of them had zero tax. Lucre would still be infinitely more attractive from a trading standpoint than Evergrow. The, the main reason is the, you know, the market cap and liquidity, right? A, a 30,000, and I'm not saying that anyone's going to do this or anyone should do this. This is just, I'm just talking about numbers, right? A $30,000 buy right now on Lucro versus a $30,000 buy on EGC. What's going to happen with either a token? Like Lucro would go parabolic, like insanely, right? And Evergrow would have a nice bump, but it wouldn't be to the same degree. It wouldn't be tradable with that kind of with that kind of volatility. And so, what what makes uh, Lucre more attractive, just looking at it from a trader's perspective, is the volatility that that comes with the uh, the market cap and the liquidity. And people have actively said that they uh, flip Lucre as a kind of a you know something to do is uh, you know make a little bit of money here and there. And ride the wave, and um, sure, if that works for you, great. And that's good. That's what it's meant to do. You know, go ahead. And, you know, try and flip it and day trade it, swing it if you want to. You know, I, I, I completely agree with. I'm sorry, Paul. I'm so sorry. I was just before I forget. I'm sorry. I completely agree with what Rocket said. And Evergrow Love, I absolutely respect and thank you for being here. And you know, and your immense insight and your points of view. This is all important for us all to discuss, for us all to understand uh, the new changes, and for us all to reach a conclusion. That's what we're all trying to do here, right? Uh, but even still, I still got to you know stick to my guns a little bit there, because uh, even at that, in that hypothetical situation with EGC at a 0% tax and Lucre at a 1% tax, I, I have to say still, because then if you use EGC for trading or an amount, a certain amount that you didn't stake for trading, then yes, you're technically avoiding that 1% fee on Lucro, but you're still paying for it indirectly via unrealized profits or rewards because you're sitting on some amount of EGC that you're not staking, right? So indirectly, you still end up paying for that, even though you're avoiding that 1% tax on the Lucro side. Uh, and then there's many other things, just like Rocket said, with the volatility, it makes far more sense on Lucro. But it, it, the crux of the issue is, even at the very most basic, it still doesn't make sense to me to, well, now ATC, you got to stake it. So it doesn't make sense to me to stake anything other than 100% of your EGC back to get as much rewards as physically possible. So, Especially since... Oh, sorry, Cody, go ahead. No, that, that, that was Jody. I, I, I ever grow love. So I was just going to say real quick, I I'm, know I normally raise my hand. I wanted to give Rocket kudos on that as the best explanation for the difference between EGC and Lucro that I have heard yet to date. And I wish he would put that out in a post so that people saw that. And for, especially for those that are not on the on your space, Steve, that is the best 
explanation possible when you consider the liquidity, the volume, the impact that a trade at a specific dollar value has. That is perfect. Can you please make a post about that, guys? Uh, I have to find a good way to word it where it doesn't sound like I'm encouraging degeneracy and <laughs> Gary Gensler on me. So let me let me let me mull that over a bit. Hey, can I jump in with a question? Oh, sorry, sure, sure, sorry about that. Hey. Um, oh, I didn't, I didn't know you had your hand up. Sorry. Oh, sorry, I, I can't even figure out how to put my hand up. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> I, I found out, Stevie, I don't know if you're on desktop or not, but if you're on desktop, you can't, like when I was doing the space earlier, I couldn't see anyone's hand raised on the desktop. I look at my phone when I had the Evergrowth spaces open on my phone when I was on my account. So it was different from the phone to the thing. I couldn't see anyone's hands raised. Yeah, I saw the same thing on iPad. It, there was no hand icon, so... Um, who was first with Jordovic? Have you had your hand up the whole? Well, you wanted to. Well, I, I the can't whole time? Even figure out how to raise my hand. So if someone's been there. <laughs> I've right. just been all sitting right. up here as speaker, but I didn't speak. Oh man, I'm so sorry. Go no, ahead. No, it's all good. It's no rush. Uh, just a quick question. I know, like some people have hesitancy for staking, um, you know, on sites like Brew Labs, whatever the case is. But um, I'm not sure how much you guys could talk about the technical things behind the staking platform. But uh, and I'm not sure if this is common these days. But I know one of the coins that I have that I'm staking. Um, like you kind of keep the custody of the coins and they actually stay in your wallet. And I know that's a big thing where people, you know, they, they kind of don't like where they have the zero in their wallet and the coins are in the contract. So I'm not sure if that was something uh, that's novel or if that's kind of common where the, where the space is going or how that works. But uh, I wasn't sure if you can comment if that's something that was incorporated. Yeah. Wait, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, man. You good. No, you got to go ahead. I, I just can't see if someone's going to talk about ah. it. Good. Yeah, no, yeah, we touched on this a little bit earlier. Yeah, um, your tokens are not going to stay in your wallet. There are some that do that. Uh, in this situation, that is not going to be how staking works. So, our our contract doesn't allow it. So we have to upgrade again in order for that to happen. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, and and we we and Sam and, and and all of us have weighed everything about you know whether to upgrade, not upgrade, whether it's worth it, whether it's not worth it. You know, and for especially Sam, it's got to be, you know, something like freaking game changing or absolutely have to upgrade in order, you know, to to make Evergrow go forward, you know, to upgrade. Because you've seen so many problems in the past and, you know, especially with our large user base, it's not like we have a thousand people um, and everyone can just migrate very easily. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't even pay attention and that probably have bags. So, um besides all the problems that can go on. Yeah. And, and I'll comment real quick on that. You know, I, I certainly recognize out there, I think there's a lot of um, concern about that, you know, reasonably so, you know, obviously and we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier about how a lot of this stuff is pretty shocking today to come out amongst everything else that's already kind of going on or has been going on. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, learning that, okay, well now we're going to move to the staking and then, you know, uh, a lot of the, I think comments I see out there, not your keys, not your wallet. You don't want to get that, you know. Uh, and this is kind of like to Steve's point earlier. He said, "Well, look, if you trust in the process, you know, you'll that's what you'll do. And if not, you know, you'll weigh out the options that's best for you." Appreciate the response. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have. I think people have less concerns about staking it on EGC's actual website than maybe versus a third party. But uh, it was just that was one token I was in. I thought it was interesting. So, uh, and then then one other point, I, I may have misheard Paul what you said earlier about kind of like the, the staking payouts, like 30, 45 days, 60, whatever the case is. So 
will that be ensured that like the, the person staking is actually staked for that entire 30 day period per se. And like, say you took it out for a day or two days and put it back in. Like, does that factor into that or are people going to be like gaming the system and just buying back on day 29 and staking and uh, like, is that a risk? Um, no, it's okay. like, I mean, if they want to keep going in and out, you know, to go in, they got to pay the two, two the two, two percent, uh, which will go towards the staking pool and make it even more, you know, uh, more ever grow in there. So, uh, you know, if they want to keep going in and out, they can, um, it's not kind of really gaming the system. It's just, you know, if they want to wait the whole 30 days to get paid out, but you know, the next, you know, the next, you know, as soon as it runs out, literally before it runs out, it's going to be stacked up again. There's not going to be a zero in our, it'll be stacked up again with the same amount of ever grow for the next month. Um, and hopefully, you know, more profits from the utilities every month as we keep going, um, let's maintain expectations for the first little while while we get going here, you know, especially when the stuff's re- uh, released, uh, Luna Sky and Atlas. You know, we don't expect to come right out the gate and make, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, you know, like at, out of the first month. We have, we have to grow and we have to, you know, get it out there enough and we have to, you know, pay for our expenses and stuff. Uh, I'm not talking about, you know, repaying what we paid to make the wallet or Luna Sky. That already came out of the market. That's good. I'm talking about, maintaining luna sky or the wallet which we've we've hopefully gotten down to a relative as low as we can um so we can give as much profit back to the uh to the uh holders as possible hey real quick too just to touch on uh a little more of what uh that question was it it, it won't really matter if you come in at the end of the month beginning of the month because it's going to be evenly distributed to everyone the pool you know over that period of time based on how many tokens they have, not how long they've been in the pool. Okay. Yeah. I must've misunderstood that question. Yeah. It's not going to be all paid out at the end of the month. It's literally, you know, every day, you know, it's evenly distributed from portion of bag to how much, you know, is in there. So it's proportionally after that, out of that 30 days, 60 days, whatever it is, but we're going to you know set it at 30 days. Um, if there's any yeah, it, it, and it's happening just, you know, pretty constantly. So it's just always being uh, paid out. So it's not, uh, it's not really something you can game by timing your entry and exit, especially because you have to pay a 2% tax to get in. So it should be pretty, yeah, pretty uh, non-gameable. Appreciate that, guys. Great question. Really appreciate it. Uh, Evergo and Endo, thanks for so much for your patience. Hey, and I'm sorry, guys. When certain people speak, uh, a couple people asking questions, I can't hear them. I can hear like 90% of the speakers, but certain ones I can't hear. So if I say anything that's repetitive, I apologize. Oh, you no, just worries. drop off and drop back in and it should fix it. It's just a, it's a Twitter bug oh, or gotcha. X bug. Close the app. Close the actual Twitter app and open it again. I will try that, but let me, let me get my question in first. And I, not to beat a dead horse, I won't bring it up again. But back to the point of <laughs> Lucro versus EGC. To me, it's a situation of timing. If, if we already knew, go back before Lucro launched, if it was already known that eventually EGC was going to keep dropping tax until it got down to eventually zero, then I don't see what the use case is for Lucro. Because for me, my bag has both Lucro and Evergrow. So whether Lucro existed or not, I would just have part of my bag be non-staked Evergrow and staked Evergrow. And had Lucro never existed, 
then we could have used the Evergrow coin as the native coin for transacting in Luna Sky and in some of these other places, I think, unless I under, I misunderstand the mechanics. So to me, it seems like some of these decisions with the Evergrow tax were decided after Lucro was launched. And now we've already set up the use case for Lucro. But had we known day one that eventually Evergrow was going to get to this point, I don't see why we would have needed Lucro because we could have just used Evergrow for trading on these platforms and for uh, transacting so on Luna Sky. And we could have just I, kept some staked and some not. If I could take that one. So one thing to remember too is that Evergrow um, is, is tied to Evergrow, right? So Evergrow community. Lucro, Lucro is meant to be its own thing. Right, that's why in the Lucro website or the, the page for it, it really don't talk, it doesn't talk about Evergrow, right? In the same way that we're treating Atlas as a separate entity, right? So Lucro, in a sense, is meant to be kept uh, apart from Evergrow in that regard, so that it can be used in various places without having the the tribalism issue kick in. Okay, so for a marketing perspective, I get, I, I understand that point. I just hadn't also, heard that point brought up. Also, let me say. When Evergrow, and I say when because this is years down the road when we're you know profitable and be able to maintain that without marketing tax and all that when it gets down to zero, you know there would still need to be a one percent tax you know for buyback and burn. Well, we could never get down to zero, um, you know, if we still need that one percent you know for buyback and burn, and that's where Lucro comes in. So it still it still holds true. Yeah, exactly. It, it supports, it's one token supporting the other so yeah. that they don't have to both bear the weight, you know. And, and it takes time to get down to that 1% too. Like we're still years away. So Lucro is going to still be, you know, burning away at that 1%, not changing. We're still, you know, we went from, you know, 14 to, you know, five, now down to two, you know, so. And this makes a lot more sense now, guys. I apologize. The, the, Sorry. I'm glad I asked it one more time because now some of these additional pieces that you're adding to the puzzle now with, now I'm starting to connect the dots. So thank you guys for those uh, robust explanations. It means a lot. Hey, you're good, man. We appreciate you. Thanks for asking. Cause I'm sure, you know, I'm sure many people have the same question and just are afraid to ask. And so you asked it for hundreds of people probably. And just so you know, we've, sorry, uh, Steve, you know, us as a team, we've talked about this for, you know, Evergrow, anything with Evergrow and all the decisions made, you know, for, you know, when stuff before a decision gets made for months and months, if not a year, and, and they're discussed over and over again. And we all comment at it as like, you know, what are the pros and cons? And, you know, when we're talking as a team about it and, you know, Sam comes up with an idea or Cody Rock and myself, whatever, we're like, okay, what's, what's the good parts about this? Is there any bad to it? You know, what is the bad to it? What are the repercussions of this? If this is, you know, doable or not. And it's discussion over discussion over discussion. You know, um, Cody always loves this saying, he's like, let me sleep on it. You know, he wants to think about it for a couple of days, which is, you know, we all sleep on it, but he always has it saying, I'm just, I'm just uh, busting his balls a little bit. Um, But, you know, these are, these are things that are not just, you know, all, you know, quick little things. These are talked about through, you know, months and months and should we do it? Should we not do it? And uh, that's the best thing to do. And that's what we, that's what we do. It's always hard, right? It's, it's like um, inviting someone over to your home for dinner and you're cooking them dinner, right? Um, you know you have a great recipe. 
uh, you don't know if they're going to like it at first. It's, uh, it's always hard to, to share these things because there's so much context has to be shared. And again, we have months and months and months of context where you guys have, I don't know what, like seven hours, right? Somewhat like that. Yeah. And I got to call out too. I mean, it changes tough on everybody, you know, especially when it's something or a lot of something's like this that are shocking. You know, these are, these are pretty drastic changes. They're pretty shocking to hear all of a sudden. Um, and I think a lot of that too, uh, you know, is, is clear. And the reason is, is because where we are right now and what's going on in the current public sentiments out there, you know, like we spoke about earlier, I mean, um, you know, we recognize that, you know, you know, morale isn't great out there and trust is, is low or is lower, you know, uh, and we understand that, you know, but we're going to keep working and please keep telling us what you think. Keep sending us your feedback and keep asking questions. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the trust will be earned. That's on, that's on us to earn it. Right. Um, another bit is that, um, in terms of the, the announcement, right. the announcement seems abrupt. And it seems uh, knee-jerk and reactionary to uh, Binance moving everything up, you know, time schedule. And the announcement is. But the decision, again, we decided this a long time ago. And so it it isn't something that, uh, because I think a lot of folks will see it and think it was a reflexive, just an impulsive decision that we didn't think through. Um, There was a lot of thought, right? And like, you know, Cody was saying earlier, you know, a lot of us initially weren't on board. It took some convincing, thinking, mulling, and kind of uh, really weighing out the 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 outcomes. Is this where the forty eight hours came in? Is that you want a time to talk it over? Well, we want time to talk it over with the team, and that just really couldn't happen because it's just it's it's hard. It's like herding cats. It's tough because you yeah. know the one of the things that uh, in the past, and I'll, I'll let you guys in on this uh, that we have done poorly was communicating things to our team, you know, well before, you know, communicating to the community and it kind of put them on their back foot because now they don't have all the details they need to, uh, kind of, you know, share the context with everyone that asks and answer all the questions. And so we wanted to give our, our team the chance to have a little, you know, mental prep work on, uh, how to respond to different questions. Um, and yeah, we, we tried and we, we couldn't get everybody together. I tell you, it, it, it's one of my jobs to try and do that. And I try, I even put out like a, uh, like a month or two ago, a, a sheet for everyone. I'm like, okay, what times are you available? And I'm like, fill in this sheet guys, you should have seen this sheet and like to try to get everyone together at one time or, or, or even most people at one time is still, uh, it's a, it's really difficult. It's really, really difficult. And then also you got on the other hand, you know, up too early is, you know, you know, and we're all about this is like, you know, with the stuff changing, we want to try and keep it as tight to us as possible until it's time. Um, stuff gets out, excuse me, if stuff gets out too early, you know, other people take it or, you know, um, you just don't want stuff to get out too early. You want to present it to everyone, you know, how it should. And, they should have been, you know, communicated when staking actually came out. It'd have been a lot better. But you know, Binance kind of put this put us in this position, and we had to just kind of put it out beforehand. So, you know, we're sorry about that, but you know, you know how things are. Yeah, it was better to to get this, you know, uh, communicated now than try to wait 
until we were ready to communicate it. And then we only had a few days to, to, to get everything in action. Yeah. I'm going to add one thing to that and then I'll, I'll, I'll try not to make this too long, but um, I mean, they're right. You know, that being said, I do want to call this out to, you know, uh, we acknowledge that, you know, saying the 48 hour mark was not the right thing to do. And we're sorry about that. You know, and we hold ourselves accountable for it. Um, as insignificant as it, as it, as it really is, it, it isn't because, you know, I realized reading a lot of the comments out there that it was kind of one of those things, I think, for a lot of you that pushed you over the edge. Um, and I recognize that, you know, and I want to call that out. And, you know, from all of us here, you know, we see that. And we appreciate you being here today. You know, it's been a tough day for everybody. There's been a lot of questions. There's been a lot of conversations. And there's going to be a lot more going forward, you know. But we're all here together. We're still committed to the, the goals, right? Um, we're open and coachable. Let's keep doing this, you know, uh, as we've said a few times, right? <laughs> keep talking to us. Keep submitting the feedback. Keep asking questions. I think that's one thing I appreciate about you guys is you always take accountability. Um, and, you know, nobody's perfect. You know, um, it probably it probably seemed like a good idea at the time, but there was no malice on your guys' part for the 48 hours. I never got that. You know, I just realized it just didn't work out that way. and so I appreciate you guys owning that and, um, and hopefully other people can just accept that because, um, we're not perfect. So thank you. So we got three people, with their hands up. Who was first, please step up. I believe that was me. So I, I just want to point out two things real quick. Um, one, I appreciate what rocket said earlier. Like I, like, like I mentioned, it was the best explanation for the difference between Lucro and EGC. Uh, I've already replied to Loby and some others on that uh, as well. Just take into consideration the LP, the available amount of tokens, the relative um, uh, volatility of the uh, token itself, and you'll quickly be able to see you know, why Lucro is still valid. And then at the same time, once utilities are released, that it, they incorporate Lucro, it's going to make it even more volatile. Um, and that's going to be the big thing. So uh, in explanation to one of the comments that was made earlier, it's still extremely viable. It just isn't quite as obvious yet because there's not as people buying into it or, or, or out of it right now. But once it starts being used, you're going to see that volatility like crazy based on the LP and the, and the amount available. Um, the other comment I wanted to say real quick is, you know, we've been discussing the timing of the release and everything else in defense of the team. It really doesn't matter because whether they released it today or whether they released it a month from now, the knee jerk reaction would have still been there. Everybody would still be upset or have questions or be in the same exact situation they're in right now. No amount of prior explanation to this would have, changed what's happening or what's being discussed the fact that it is put out gives us the opportunity to discuss it and better understand it which would ha which would happen whether it's released now or a month from now so as far as the timing goes timing to utilities that's one thing but timing as far as the as the actual announcement the announcement shouldn't be taken as a negative thing it needs to be put out and people are going to react regardless of when it comes out, no matter what the communication is. Every communication is going to be reacted upon the same, no matter of timing. It's it's all going to be a part of 
preparation. The only thing that timing would have had an impact on is if a utility was already out where we could prove the, loop, the, the impact and the volatility of lucro. Other than that, the timing of the, of the actual announcement, no impact. It's going to be a knee-jerk reaction. So I appreciate the team for putting it out to let us get the discussion, to let us have this, to get a better understanding so that we can handle, even those of us that are not part of the team, we still consider ourselves team members because we do field DMs. We do field questions. We do try to respond to uh, posts on Twitter. You know, we, we're, we're still part of it. And it gives us the opportunity to ask the questions, get a better understanding, and be able to respond in a better manner um, to those DMs and to those questions and to help set people at ease across the board through multiple means and not just directly through contacting team members. I appreciate that. That's, yeah. Now, I do want to say, though, that um, while I do appreciate that, that's uh, very sweet, um, it doesn't let us off the hook for setting a time frame and then not meeting that time frame for the, uh, for the announcement, right? It's, it's a trust issue, right? And so if you set an expectation, you can't meet the expectation, it erodes trust. And so that, that part's completely on us and the communication would have been uh, better received, I believe, by, by a number of people if we were able to either delivered within the time frame that we had uh, given initially, or if we hadn't given such a, a strict time frame, and we didn't realize that it was a strict time frame at the time. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. But thank you. Yeah, agreed, and well said, Evergrow Lover. And I appreciate that. You know, um, one thing I'm going to circle back to that I said earlier. It kind of relates to Rocket's point. I mean, we're at that point here as uh, a project in its entirety that we have to make uh, some changes. You know, and that's what we're doing. And it's shocking right now that uh, like. I think the word you used was knee-jerk, right, reaction. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's normal. You know, it's a shocking thing. Plus, everything else that's gone on, you know, waiting for Luna Sky, waiting for Atlas. I mean, you know, like we talked about, a lot of folks, that's already got them on on edge, understandably so. You know, so to hear these changes that are coming up, they're very, very different. You know, also having to learn new things and spend the time to really relearn, and, and I guess a lot of senses, is ever go right for a particular person to be holding going forward you know it's a lot to deal with you know so but we're here you know and we're going to do everything we can to help along the way and this is what you know we all believe is best for the business and that's the decision that we have to make so anyone yeah, that is on board with that will go with it yeah go ahead yeah, and and the and obviously making an announcement that isn't the announcement that everyone's waiting for right we all know the announcement everybody wants to hear um, and it wasn't that announcement, right? So there's going to be disappointment kind of, uh, baked into that. So yeah, it, it's, however you're feeling about it is, is perfectly valid. And, uh, we're here to talk about it. I'm going to, um, I was watching, I think you guys, I'll take a page out of Sam's book with Elon. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched his, uh, um, his interview or his long interview with the New York times thing. They had a big, you know, a lot of guests on, and he was they were talking about him always being late with like the tesla stuff and whatever and he goes yeah i'm late all the time he's like but what what i always do is i always deliver and i can tell you that's one thing we will do for you guys no matter what is we will deliver um our products to you uh like we said we would so um i want to say something else Evergirl, i really appreciated uh your comment because we are one big community um we all help each other and we're also going to need to help each other also when everything comes out with sharings, 
stuff, educating people, you know, because, you know, there's hundreds of opinions out there, you know, if not thousands, you know, thousands of opinions and um, everyone's got one, you know, so everyone's going to feel some, some way about anything that we do or the project does or whether anything does. Yeah. With that said, I mean, everyone brought up a really good point in that, you know, we field a lot of questions, a lot of DMS, um, both here, discord, um, you know, and a lot of times it's not like anything like urgent, but people want some reassurance that things are moving forward and that the trust is still there. So, and I appreciate that, but we're all doing that too, right? I'm not the only one that gets DMS and I'm not the only one that, you know, has to kind of break things down. And I appreciate that. I, I have no problem. But all I ask is if you're going to ask myself or Evergo Love or Moon or Hassan or anyone, team members, just be respectful. And if you're not sure and if it doesn't make sense to you, reach out again or come over on Discord or Telegram and and let's find a way for to help you understand. And it may not make sense now, but give it some time and be patient because um, we're moving forward with it. It's going to happen. And um I think I personally believe you guys will be pleasantly surprised on how things are going to develop and how this project's going to move forward from a project that was an early stage development company, high risk to something that's actually producing utilities and making its own profit. I think that's a big thing too, Steve, you just brought up, you know, we, we set such a high evergrow without even, you know, knowing at the beginning, such as a high bar, for itself with the price um, and the market cap and everything. And, you know, that's what kind of people see and they stick to, you know? Um, and like I've always said, it's a gift and a curse. So um, high bar. And even with the products that we're putting out, we're making sure that's what we're taking the time to making sure they are up to par and they can compete with the big boys. They're not just being put out just for something to play with and, you know, uh, a simple little thingy here too. Like they, you know, we're putting them out, whether it does it or not, to compete with the big boys uh, in this space, uh, not just, you know, for own little ecosystem. And keep in mind, guys, that a staking contract, you know, a typical staking contract, it's not particularly difficult or complex, but the team understands this is your money. They're not going to just, you know, get, you know, basically get it KYC'd and, and one audit and call it good and throw it on the site. They want to stress test this thing. They want to come at it from different angles. They want to make sure your tokens are safe. Nothing would put a, a knife in our hearts if we did this and it didn't work and you got rugged or something, you know, somebody found an exploit. So it's important that we take our time to get it right so that you guys are protected and you, we deliver on what you asked for. And that is, you know, rewards. So uh, Moon and Hassan. Uh, you guys are going to have to uh, thumb wrestle this one out. I don't know who was first. Moon has cats, though, so just be aware. Can I go? Go for it. Okay, two things. Um, first, about the staking picture, you know, that the EGC staking pool. I really like it. It looks really simple, clean, um, easy to use. The only thing I don't see here is for example okay i connect my wallet i i want to to stake or unstake right now maybe it's there in the in the uh, finished product 
uh, how much I would like to stake, either 25%, 50%, etc. That's the only thing that I don't see so far. There, there's another button. Like, that. that's just a, you can turn your, if you can mute yourself. Yeah, there you go. So, Cody, Cody can speak more to this, but there's, there's more to this than just the picture that Sam showed. And that was from, I think, two months ago. It's been well upgraded. And then, you know, there's a slider where you can see them up shaking and really cool. Go ahead, Cody. Yeah, I mean, you got it. That's it. There's, yeah, this is uh, a mock image Sam shared. Um, it looks like this, but there are other, uh, there are other elements. I'm sorry about the car, y'all as quiet as I can uh, or not make as much noise in the background as I can. Um, yeah, there's a slider, which is really cool uh, for a couple of different things. After the slider, you can choose any amount you want. So I don't want to say maybe we'll share something about that soon, but uh, when the time is right. Okay, okay. Well, thank you. I just went based on that, you know. So the, the other thing, the last thing I wanted to say I think uh, EGC needs uh, like uh, someone either from the team or a volunteer. I wouldn't volunteer myself because I don't feel equipped in language skills uh, in the ins and now about the space in, in general, you know, crypto space, to do videos, YouTube videos to inform because I feel like sometimes the community has the same questions that can be answered uh, by a, a video well put together, you know? Because I imagine you guys have answered the same question different times. But if someone puts a video together uh, and 100 people see the same video, less people would have the same questions that they would have without, you know, watching the video. It's just an idea that I think that will help the, the, the community. Yeah, I think, um, I'm sorry, Rocket, go ahead. I'm sorry, Cody, go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, there was a time, Gerson, uh, where we certainly did more videos, and we haven't in a while, you know, because of other things. Um, I, I mean, I agree with you, and I also have aspects of that where, I say maybe, you know, like maybe they would not have the same questions. I doubt it to a degree, but I think you make a relative point. Personally, I would love to uh, for us to make videos again at some point. I think we probably will. Um, there's a lot of community members out there that have made some fantastic videos over this past year. And I love seeing those. So there's, you know, there's a lot of folks out there that uh, are already doing things like that. And I'm sure we'll see more of that, too. Yeah, I've made a couple of videos on staking. So I know as soon as Evergrow staking is going to be launched, I'm going to do that one. Um, you know, do a video for that. And if, the nice thing is the power of numbers, right? I, you know, if one person does it, do another one. If you, somebody else has an idea to do a video, and this is more reach within the ecosystem of, of YouTube or whatever it may be, TikTok or whatever, right? Get the word out there, sh uh, share it. And um, Hassan, I mean, there are uh, Spanish speakers if, uh, that are out there that probably could use a little direction. Um, once I do a video and other people do things, maybe you can offer a translation and we'll, we can put that in there because there's the opportunity to change the language within the, uh, within the YouTube, um, uh, when you upload a video and we could also do, uh, captions as well. Hey, Co Cody, I have a question for Cody actually. Yes, nope. please. Did, did you ever make it out of that intersection? I feel like you're at that stoplight for like 20 minutes. Uh, I, I did, yeah. It was, it was a hairy situation. Yeah. Yes, thank you. 
Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Okay, I just wanted to make sure Cody was okay there. Carry on, guys. All right, Moon. Moon and the cats. Go ahead, man. Moon and the cats. I'm sure the cats have their own questions as well. <laughs> um, so, oh man, so man, so much was talked about. Um, I have three main points uh, that I want to address. So, first off, you guys know that I do a little uh, Evergrow hangout spaces here and there uh, and record it. And I do, you know, invite people to come over. Um, and I do encourage uh, criticism and discussion. Uh, I believe that's essential to the growth and well being of any project. Uh, that's why I do that. Um, but it's also fun to hang out with the with the Evergrow family, right? Uh, those are the two main reasons I do it. So, regarding a forty eight hour announcement uh, missed deadline thing, so that was a big topic um, yesterday. I, I held a, a later spaces yesterday, and yes, I mean I'm not going to lie, uh, there was a, a lot of disgruntled uh, holders that, that came on. Um, me personally, I made it clear even during the the space is that I mean personally I don't care that much. I mean I I'm I because I knew there was gonna be a good reason for it. I knew that there there uh, there has to be a reason and don't tell me it's because they don't have it figured out. No, it, there's no way. We've been talking about this for uh, six months now. Uh they haven't figured it out. It's just probably not what we're expecting. So that's why I wasn't too uh you know concerned about it. But I do understand the view of a lot of holders, you know that it's the principle, right? That that forty eight hours was missed, and you know, it is what it is. But here we are. Uh, we not 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 only have an answer now, uh, but the team has owned owned and admitted to the mistake of missing that forty eight hours. That's all I needed personally. Uh, second point: the Binance situation. So now I see why you missed that deadline because uh, not only has Binance forced your hand, but we went from a very simple situation, a very easy to understand situation, to a very complex one. So now I understand why you guys said getting everybody on the same page is so difficult because it's that much more complex now. It is actually difficult to wrap your head around. And that's just the nature of the beast. That is what it is. Uh, but I will hold Binance accountable for this transition when they were supposed to end support on uh i'm sorry what was it february of 2024 um and move it to december 15 i mean listen if it was one or two weeks earlier i mean nobody cares about that right but three months i, I gotta hold minus account of all that that terrible decision it affects every single project under them it affects holders it affects buyers it, aff it affects everyone way too much of a difference to just drop on people like that which eventually led to our situation uh, with this so uh, terrible decision right there um and thirdly and finally and most importantly uh, and this is a complete tangent to what we've been talking about so far but i think it's important to address with us going forward and the most important thing to me with this project is personally is growth I think that's by far the most important thing that we have to focus on is growth. Uh, the biggest hamper or the biggest blockade to that growth, to me, is a high buy-in tax. So that's why I'm so um, in agreement with lowering those taxes, uh, because I believe they are the first and most direct cause of keeping growth down. Where, you know, not where it should be. So I think it's very important to address that and, you know, try to grow as much as possible. That being said, 
we have to remember that going forward, there it might be not it might not be a good idea to demonize the the, the idea of moving to a V two contract. And those who know me have known that I've mentioned this many many times. And the reason for that is it should never happen if there's absolutely no reason to do so. Absolutely, no questions there. But I see a future that at some point we will have to move to a V2. Yes, we can hear. I'm unable to hear anything on my end, unfortunately. So uh, I'm hoping uh, that everyone can hear me. But unfortunately, without bringing anything back, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to try again later, guys. Sorry. I'm not sure if he's still speaking. He, he he's done. Yeah, I don't think he'd hear you at all, though. Yeah, gotcha. So, uh, so yeah, let me just finish my point. So, I think it's a good idea to not demonize the idea of going to a V two. Um, yes, we have seen what can you know go wrong when that's not done properly. Yes, it it is a very sensitive situation. Yes, it has to be done properly, but at some point, we will be forced to do that. So I think it's a good idea to keep that in the back of the head and, you know, not, not, not put so much fear uh, into the idea of moving to a V2 because the freedom you get by going to a V2, you can do so much with that. You know what I mean? Uh, for the benefit, uh, benefit of everybody and with the way that crypto just evolves. At some point, I feel we will be forced to do that. So it's always good to keep that in the back of the head. Um, I was going to say, uh, you know, I know I have conversations with Sam about this all the time about moving to a V2, um, about the pros and the cons of it, you know, about, you know, open up to ETH holders. And, you know, I know a lot of ETH holders, you know, they do like, you know, they do like their meme project, but they do like stable projects too, and especially project that they can stake their money in and feel safe and also get a return on it. Um, so, you know, uh, whether it's, it's not out of the question in the future, um, but it's not something on the table right now. Um, but you know, there are pros and cons to it, you know, and we talk about it as a team all the time, um, not all the time, but sometimes. So, um, yeah, it's not like it's just thrown out the window. It is talked about, but it's just gotta be the right timing and the right reason, right decision, all that kind of stuff. But right now we're focused on what's at hand, you know, and that's getting this stuff out to you as soon as possible. And, uh, you know, they're moving forward. Okay, uh, it'll be Evergirl up first, then Hassan, and then Mike, I'll bring you up next. Hey, yeah, so uh, first question, do we have a public relations manager on the team? Uh, if not, are we planning on getting one? And the second one, I will have to say, Moon, we'll agree to disagree on this one, because I don't think you can compare a tax rate on a token in a bear market to a tax rate on a token in a bull market. I think the tax rate should be compared across a bull and bear market consecutively with a true impact. Right now, we've had an extremely short term in a bull market. Uh, compared to how long we've been in a bear market and to compare that tax rate as to what we're doing right now and the sentiment in the market right now is not does not do justification to where our tax rate could be. Um, I, I, I do understand the move to the zero percent tax. Um, it, it's It's been explained uh, it, to a greater context through these spaces and the AMA uh, to where I understand it. I might not agree with it, but I understand it. Um, but 
at the same time, you know, I, I, I will say let's just agree to disagree, which is the beauty of our spaces and the beauty of what we talk about is the fact that we will never all agree 100% on the approach or the avenue we need to take. But that the point is we will all take that avenue together as long as we remain here. Good point. Good point. Thank you. Uh, Hassan, please. Yeah, I just want to share uh, an idea, uh, a little suggestion to the team um, that I had yesterday. What do you think, guys, like after you uh, launch Atlas Wallet, uh, the staking and Luna Sky, these main three projects that everybody know about uh, at this point, but uh, according to Summit, this is like only 30%. So <clears throat> when these products are uh, out and working and, and, and creating revenue after that like not to like to share like okay we're working on that instead of instead of that let's just okay enjoy this it's working uh, share the word and once something is ready just drop it that way uh, people won't be, you know, always uh, expecting. And if you miss a deadline, they won't be disappointed, and that won't uh, uh, affect the child uh, one way or another. Um, so basically, the idea is that, like, these three products, uh, I'll maybe take a little break for two days, maybe, and then if you want, you know, keep working, improving, updating, but without uh, creating you know, in people's expect, uh, expectations, because, uh, and I'm going to share also uh, this phrase, not phrase, something I learned, but applies to to crypto too. Uh, once you give or, or tell or, you know, announce, you elicit appreciation. It's the five, it's like a cycle, five points of how people behave. Uh, whether it's when you help in charity or preach or, you know, in crypto, everything. So give once uh, or tell or announce a new illicit appreciation. Give twice and you create anticipation. Give three times and you create expectation. Give four times and it becomes entitlement. Give five times and you establish dependency. So I relate that to crypto that in a way that the first time we thankful the second time then we expect and by the the last time uh, we feel like you should give us the information right now and at this moment so it's a good thing but it's a bad thing because that put the pressure on, on the developers to to release even if it's not ready and sometimes that's bad because the product doesn't perform as intended so i know people like it and i like it too but at the same time, it's like a double-edged sword, you know. So it's just an idea that maybe or maybe not will help. You know, I've, I always hear great ideas in these spaces. I don't think I've, other than the fact that sometimes people just don't know and they're looking for a little bit of clarity. And so once they get it, then they're then they're good. But this space is, that, you know, Moon, We Do, and DMAs, I just hear great ideas. And so I really appreciate that you guys come up and kind of share your opinion on things. And 
sometimes it's something we've never even thought about. So I appreciate that. Um, I was going to bring up Mike Sabini, but it looks like he dropped out. Go ahead, Evergolove. Yeah, I just wanted to say um, about the timeline of utilities and everything. The future utilities, I don't think it's going to matter. Okay. I think the only reason timelines are so important right now is because these are our first utilities. Once our first utilities are out and they're proven and they're successful, I don't think people are going to be near as concerned about the timeline of future utilities. They know they're going to come. And if they're just as good as what's already released, they're not going to care. So I think that losing the potential and the possibility of hype leading up to those utilities by just dropping them is would be a big loss. I think that we need to hype those because people will be expecting something greater, something good, something equivalent to what we've already got, regardless of time. They're going to get super excited about it. And I think we need to pounce on that and take advantage of that um, in order to help promote and to continue the growth that we anticipate moving on. We don't hey, I forgot love. Uh, I'm sorry, Steve. Let me just ask him this. Um, I want to go back to what you said. Um, you're absolutely right. The fact that we all sit in the same place and we all have discussions, even if we have different differences of opinion, um, is is part of why this is so great. And trust me, the project benefits by us doing that. So I completely agree with you. Uh, the one thing I do want to ask, though, is um, could you? Exp- I didn't understand what exactly we're disagreeing on. I, I kind of didn't get that part. Like, could you explain that? Well, you meant when uh, when I said I was going to disagree with you about the use case for EGC compared to Lucro. Yeah. What what did what did you mean? Uh, you had stated that the e- e- EGC would or Lucro would still have the use case because it was going to be utilized in the utilities, and EGC would definitely it would remain as a hold token. My only disagreement on that was that if it once it hits a zero percent tax, that uh, the tradability of EGC becomes just as as important as the tradability of Lucro, even if you don't stake a hundred percent. It would be cheaper oh, from an investor gotcha. standpoint to buy Lucro. Gotcha. So I was going to um, – I lost my train of thought. Sorry about that. I had a, a question here in the comment section, and it was concerning EGC uh, liquidity. They were, they were asking, I think if I understand it correctly, will any of the, the percentage um, from the tax, 2%, go towards liquidity. And they also express that Evergrow's liquidity is probably a little too healthy to see any real volatility in price. You know, like you were saying earlier, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollar buy doesn't really have the much the same kind of effect on the chart as it does with Lucro. Um, did you guys want to comment on that at all or uh no uh we're not gonna be no more uh tax going towards the lp lp is already healthy enough um we don't really want to touch the lp you know there's a lot of different ways that you could you know do do the lp and and take some out and and you know do this with it that with it but the thing is like with everything out there about you know lps these days and everything you just don't want to touch the LP, you know, it's, it's, it's locked, stays locked. And I think the only time 
and I'm not even quite sure this is not a dev that you would even touch in LPs if you needed to. If we did, you know, upgrade the contract to ETH, then we need to take half of it and put it on the other side, you know, on the ETH side, you know, split it up. But I'm not even sure if you would even do that. I'm not sure how that exactly works, you know, if you were to upgrade contract and go to the ETH side also. But um, no, our healthies are going to remain, remain, you know, healthy and, you know, just take a, you know, so it helps either way, you know, um, you know, someone sells a lot, it's not going to dip a lot, but, you know, I think it'll be good for buying. I think it'll be fine. Also, um, Gr- Grisson, uh, I just uh, posted something on my page. I just put it up in the uh, slider um, up in the, uh, the comments above um, just a little picture of the slider. Um, I think he dropped out. Oh, okay. Um, so I just put a little picture of the slider uh, up there. Um, I just was talking to Sam and I was like, uh, Hey, can I put a picture of this up there? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. So this is an old picture I had. Um, it's been updated since, but this is one I just had on my computer. So I just blacked out some stuff that wasn't meant to be on there or read some stuff out. But yeah, so when you stake, press a button, that'll come up. Then you can have a little slider and, you know, choose. I think this is more of a Cody design, isn't it? Cody's your idea, wasn't it? This was a cumulative effort, not solely me. No, <laughs> uh, we always, <laughs> as a, yeah, as a team, we always, uh, you know, we rise together, we fall together um, on everything. Um, but you know, we st- I, I still like to give little props. Um, but yeah, hey Paul, while while you're on this, here's a very uh, good question. I just read on the comments of the Evergrowth Spaces. Um, G zero zero asks: Is there any rewards from utilities without staking EGC? That's actually a good question, especially for the future. No, if you're yeah, not we covered that. Yeah, yeah, we went went over that in the um, space. If you're not staking, then there's no rewards. Yeah, um, we spoke a little bit about that earlier here too. Yeah, so you guys have to be staked in order to receive any rewards. Gotcha, gotcha. They posted a picture of the, um, it's kind of like a calculator, a volume calculator, all that stuff. So um, it's that's kind of a moot point right now. Uh, the only thing you could really calculate if you wanted to would be the lucro burn, you know, uh, from lucro volume, and then what they would do to the supply of EGC. Yeah, I was having a conversation with, um, uh, with Future, I think it's... Uh, I think it's future. Um, anyway, he was talking about how people in the early days, you know, love playing with the calculator and, you know, love seeing, you know, what a million would bring, what 10 million volume would bring and what the rewards would be. And, you know, I totally agree. You know, I love playing with that little thing. And, uh, and he was talking about, you know, if we ever got like a million dollars in volume per day, you know, through the, uh, through the products. And I was like a million a day through, through a company. In, in profits. I mean, that is like, you know, that's like next level, like, you know, a million dollars. just yeah. wow. You know, but this is what, you know, in early, even I think I had these like in my mind in the early days, like, you know, um, of th- thinking that, but it's, you know, that would be more towards volume. And, you know, I was explaining to him that, you know, we're lucky to do a hundred, you know, thousand in volume. So, um, you know, even if we had like a million or two in volume is still a, a big deal. Um, I think this is, a, you know, we'll get back up there um, with this, with our products coming out and, uh, you know, with the lower uh, percentage, hopefully it'll get us up there a little bit, um, help us out. 
but the right. biggest thing is the uh, the products and them gaining users um, and keep coming back. So that's what we want, really want to focus on. And then Evergrow will follow with it. Bones, how you doing? Thanks for your patience. Uh, good. How you doing? Very well. Thanks for being here. Um, this may have already been covered. I don't know. But uh, I'm going to ask anyway. When you do stake and you go in and out of staking, do you just pay gas fee for the in and out? Or is there going to be a penalty of, say, a lot amount of tokens or something? So this is where the 2% comes in? So yeah, 2%, two per, two in, no, no penalty out. Okay. I got you. Thank you very much. And, and you got to remember that 2% is just because the Evergrow contract is at 2%. So when you transfer to the staking contract, you got to get charged 2%. If, there were, if it was set at 5%, it would be 5%. So it's going to be 2%. But even if you stake for 30 days, you're going to get that, you know, that 2%, the 1% of that goes into the staking pool. So if you stake for 30 days, you're going to get, you're going to get 1% of that back. So you're really only paying 1% to st going into staking if you stake for 30 days and you hopefully get more, um, you know, with the B and B and, you know, profits from the utilities, you know, every month. So, uh, it shouldn't be too big of a deal. Yeah. In a sense, I mean, um, I don't know how frequently would people would want to go in and out of the staking contract. I guess it may depend on price action of Evergrow. So, um, but yeah, if you, if you're, so the 2% in is zero out bones. Yeah, I suppose it just depends on what they want to do with what they have staked, you know, if they want to withdraw a portion of what they have staked to, I don't know, sell or give to somebody or whatever, you know, so. And I think, the, questions. I, I think the benefits and rewards of that is, okay, let's say the price, you know, let's say the price starts rocking up and, you know, everyone's sitting there like, oh, should I, you know, stay, should I sell, you know, that person, if a lot of people come out and sell and the price goes down a little bit. Well, they're out of the staking pool, which means you get more staking rewards because there's less people in the pool. So, you know, it's kind of a, you know, I don't know what you call it. I'm bad with these words, but you know, so the price goes up, you're going to get more people out of staking. And if you stay in staking, you'll get more rewards. But if the price goes up and you want to sell, you'll get more money that way. So it's all, you know, it's all about your mentality and how you look at it. You know, long term, short term, you know, take half out, take quarter out, take it all out, whatever. So um, it'll it'll benefit you either way, actually. Great questions. Great questions. Any more? We've covered a lot. Uh, let me go through the comments and see if there's anything new. Um, liquidity. Um, let's see. I don't see anything uh let's see. Yeah, the only thing truly negative in all of this as far as i see as soon as you you know as far as you understand uh once you wrap your head around the complexity there's really nothing to point out at least from my point of view the only real negative thing in all this is the timing like we've discussed so many times because the timing is so absolutely terrible that's that's the only thing yeah it's um uh, we got kind of in a position where somebody else was dictating a timeline and so I didn't think they were going to be that aggressive, um, but I guess the new Binance, you know, CEO, chairman, whatever he is, uh, I guess he wants to set a precedence and show that he's, um, you know, you know, showing some leadership and trying to be compliant. 
doesn't want to mess around with the SEC anymore. And um, actually, I'm pretty sure this was even before the new one. I, I think it was a CZ. Oh, uh, not sure. Does anybody know? God, I'm pretty sure we've known for the, it was it was going to be December for a while now. At least we're stopping the support. I mean, February. Assuming they were uh, going with, uh, was it Paxos, I think, right? Yeah, Paxos. Yeah, it should have been like mid-February. See, I thought the February thing was just, uh, uh, the February thing was the shutdown, right? But stopping support from Binance that we knew that was going to be December. So in other words, you could still uh, swap and you could still use USD, just not through Binance until February, right? Isn't Mm -hmm. that the difference? Exactly, yeah. So now, also just the the ability to to use it on Binance, that wasn't supposed to be cut quite this soon. Exactly, which was extremely aggressive and a terrible, terrible move. And I know what I understand why they did it, right? They they want the they want all uh, federal bodies off their case as quickly as possible, right? So like, all right, well, let's just hurry up and get this over with. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. You guys are paying for it, and many others, I, I suppose. Yeah, that's just that's how it is, right? You just have to you have to uh, pivot and adapt. Welcome back, Cody, from the darkness. I am back. It is still dark. Like I said, I appreciate you guys uh, being here for one thing, but also um, I'm sure, like I said, the last 24 to 48 hours have been uh, a little version of uh, of stress. So um, thank you guys. I appreciate it, especially for answering all the questions here. Um, do you think there's anything else that we left out or do you think we covered it at all? I think we covered it all, but you know, also now I think everyone knows the direction that we're going into. Now everyone can, you know, wrap their heads around it, you know, see the vision and, you know, maybe some more questions will come up later. And now, you know, what's coming, you know, you got, you know, Luna sky and Atlas and you got the games later. And you also got, you know, a little teaser from Sam about, you know, other projects, you know, um, having some tokens come in and stuff and how that's going to work. Um, but you got a, you got a pretty big overview that there's really, you know, I mean, there's a little something about that you don't know, but it's really not huge, just little details in it. So there's really nothing else that's, you know, uh, you know, uh, you guys know everything now. So um, let's let it all come out. And then once it all, I'm, I'm really excited about it all working together. Like once, I mean, I can see it. Like when Luna Sky and Atlas and Evergrow and the, and Luke Grow and the kids, and then Abstract and everything working together as one, like one ecosystem. I can actually see it now. I mean, it's right there. And then when that happens, it's going to be so cool um, in my mind. The way I see it, um, just the way it's all set up. And you could say like, oh, it's just a NFT marketplace, or it's just a wallet. But I mean. It's not not the way we got it set up. I think not the way we're you know approaching it with the uh, um, the way Luna Sky is going to operate. You know how the, the communities are going to come together, the way Lucro is going to be integrated into it, um, the different stuff they got on Luna Sky, and you know how it's going to be more community based than just kind of OpenSea kind of putting it there. The way the wallet is going to have everything just in it, and 
uh, is, is very exciting. Um, so I, I, that's, that's what I'm just, I see and I'm super excited about. And I think just as I think rocket said earlier and rocket, you got a lot of compliments on explaining stuff. So you start talking a lot more. I always tell rocket to, to talk a lot more because he's so eloquent, eloquent, smart when he speaks and I just ramble. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited when it, you know, to see it all come together um, as one. I think it's going to be really cool. You, you know, I'm an NFT guy, as most of you know, and I cannot wait for Luna Sky, absolutely. But as far as I see, the potential of Atlas Wallet is, I'm not going to lie, it's absolutely astronomical, which has me very bullish. I'm not going to lie, even more bullish than I, than I am on Luna Sky. Atlas Wallet has an extreme amount of potential and uh, it'll only grow going forward. And I absolutely cannot wait to get that thing out. Hey moon, if this is bait to try to get me to give out details and the stuff we got cooking for Luna sky, it's not working, buddy. Nice try though. 85% bait. Don't fade. Don't fade Luna sky guys. And what they're doing over there and what they got cooking. Like, and I'm going to say this with, you know, as everyone knows, I'm not a huge NFT guy and I, I don't buy these NFTs, but having all these, you know, new projects that are going to come in on Luna Sky, you know, from the east side, you know, they're going to, you know, see, you know, at some point Evergrow, you know, and hopefully invest, you know, in Evergrow, you know, just through them being on Luna Sky, you know, so it's going to bring a lot, hopefully which I see is going to bring not just a lot of action for Luna Sky. It's going to be a lot of action for Evergrowth too. So you're going to get a lot of those people and community members from other things, you know, that, that invest in ETH projects, but they also invest in good BNB projects when they see them. So um, I think that'll be a huge benefit uh, to Evergrowth with not just, you know, t- taking just Luna Sky out of the picture, the people, you know, and the communities that they bring together. It, it's a, uh, it's going to be something. Yeah, I mean, in Web3, the the mantra there is, what's the alpha? And the moment Luna Sky launches and people start using it, and then, you know, everyone's talking about Luna Sky, they're going to wonder, well, well, the alpha is owning Lucro or Evergrow, right? That's how you make the play. Obviously, this is not financial advice. I'm just saying how these degenerates think. <laughs> you heard it first, everybody. Um, I'll, I'll piggyback off that but take it in a slightly different direction. I just want to say, you know, from all of us, thank you. Thank you to everyone out there. Really appreciate uh, how diplomatic, you know, so many of y'all have been the past, especially several days, uh, much less the past, you know, gosh, what year? I guess we could just say the whole thing in two years. <laughs> but no, the past couple of days, yeah, I've been really tough on everybody, you know, today especially. And, you know, we appreciate the diplomacy. There's been some hard conversations, you know. There have been um, some, some, some pretty hard criticisms. Um, we appreciate that, you know. Um, it's something we certainly take seriously. You know, we read all of that stuff. We talk about it between each other. You know, I, I think we've done a good job today in this meeting about just in general, kind of putting that out on the surface. Obviously, there's a lot of sentiment like that out there, um, but we thank you, you know, and. We're not going to stop working towards the ultimate goals, obviously, you know, I mean, we're still here. We're doing it. We're at the AMAs. A lot's gone on and uh, let's just keep communicating in a diplomatic way about things and sharing feedback and, you know, uh, sharing criticisms when necessary too. And we'll keep listening and, and, you know, um, 
take it seriously. It is something we take seriously. It's not something we take the grain of salt. So yeah, I just want to say you know, thank you to everybody out there. We appreciate y'all. Well said, Cody. And another, you know, piece there that folks that uh, if you do have, you know, concerns, criticisms, like it's okay to share them. Like we're not going to bite your head off as long as you're respectful. Right. Um, and we, we appreciate that, you know, the opposite of hype is not FUD, right? If FUD and hype are just kind of two sides of the same coin. It means, it means you want something, right? And it's not being given to you. The, the opposite of hype is apathy. If no one cared, no one was fudding. I mean, that, that's, that's the worst scenario, right? We have a, we have a marketplace that people are just clamoring to have live to the point where they're enraged sometimes. Right. And then, you know, it's, um, it's humbling. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and like we've said before, I mean, we take responsibility for everything that happens beginning and the end of the day here. There are a lot of factors like we spoke about too, that, you know, we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis that no one is going to be aware of. Uh, Rightfully so. It's nobody's business what, you know, the internal aspect of a business is doing sometimes. You know, like I said earlier, we really try to do our best to give you all as much info as possible. We know there's been mistakes along the the way, fully aware of that. We, you know, recognize that, uh, you know, there's been missed opportunities. There's been a lot of things like that, you know. But at the end of the day, regardless of the reasons behind any of it, um, you know, we make the decisions as a team and we're responsible for them, you know, and, and that's, uh, you know, we, we owe all of you that, you know, yes, just like any business, there are a lot of things that we um, have to go through and there are a lot of external parties we work with. And there are a lot of things that we are reliant on others to accomplish for us to get to the next step where we're trying to be, you know, point being here is that we'll never stop pushing for those things and doing everything we can to get there. Um, and regardless of uh, positive forward momentum or two steps back at times, whether that be self-inflicted or something completely out of our hands, like markets or whatever, you know, the Binance situation, you know, uh, we take responsibility for it. And that's the point. So, you know, we're here. We're not going anywhere. Keep sharing that feedback to us. Let us know, um, you know, and we're happy to receive it. We're happy to talk about it. And the... Uh... Sorry, go, go ahead, Paul. No, you can go ahead first. Go ahead. So um, when Hersan's here, he brought up a really good point about, you know, just dropping it. Let's just drop it on the market, right? And Rocket, you made a really good point that, you know, there's people that are, are invested in, in Luna Sky and to just drop it for them, they like they need to plan for these things. So some, uh, a little bit of time, you know, to prepare people to come on board and to get ready. I think that's really, really prudent. I, I understand that it would just be great to just like look on Luna Sky one day and it's there and oh my God, and everybody's gonna be like, wow. But you know, it's this is probably one of those things that you don't want to just drop all of a sudden. I mean, even with the wallet, you know, we can't just drop it. It's got to go through the Apple store and approval. And um, I'm not sure exactly how Sam's going to do it. Like if he's going to, you know, say, Okay, you know the wallet's you know uh, in the process of getting approved through the Apple Store. You know if he's going to announce that or you know wait till it's you know approved and ready, you know to come out. I don't know which way he's going to do that. I know um, I wanted to go in a different direction, but I forgot where I was going to go. But uh, yeah, going on that thing, you can't just drop it. So um, on either one. Yeah, I'll say one thing at least on the Luna Sky end of things that the day that we tell you. 
that me and Cody tell you that Luna Sky is launching on XYZ date, it's only because it is ready the day that we say it. And we're preparing, you know, everyone else and just the logistics and everything. Um, yeah. So when we get that, when we get that notice, then just get ready, right? Do you want to tell us when that notice is coming? Oh, yeah, yeah, real quick. Uh, so look at my calendar. Uh, it should be right around. Uh. And, then, and then he stops his mic. God damn it, Rocket. He's got his uh, figure on that date right now. <laughs> you know, it's just about when everything is working properly and it's ready to go out to the public, you know, for each product that's when it is there's no real in what we've learned is there's no date you can put on it it's just you know when it's ready to get out to the public and it works and it's good for you guys that's when it's going to be ready that's what we learned when it's going to be ready because you can get right to the very end and some problem could happen and break five other things so yep we make the announcement there's gonna be no predictions involved but we make the announcement and it's ready it's done and we're just let, giving uh, the necessary parties time to prepare and uh, get everything squared away so we can have an awesome launch. Yeah, and, and I absolutely can respect that, Rocket, because um, I, it, this needs to be stated and overstated. Um, I've seen the other side. And when I what I mean by that is I've seen when a project caves into investor pressure. And don't take me, don't take this wrong. I want Luna Sky so bad you don't even know. My pants are on fire. But. I understand and I've seen what happens when a project caves into investor pressure and the product is not ready. It is absolute chaos. It is just disastrous. It, it actually has the potential to kill a project outright just because of that. We absolutely 1000% cannot commit that mistake. Uh, 100% agreed. Yep. I think, um, once Luna Sky or whichever project launches first, whatever product launches first. Whoa, I think whoa, they all whoa, need... whoa, whoa. Is that, is, that a, is that a challenge? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think people are going to feel a lot different when we have something to rally behind. And once, once let's say, one of these products, these utilities launch, I think, you know, people will redirect their kind of their energy that they've got right now on the uncertainty and just focus on building and, uh, and making this a great, a great utility. And I know a lot of people are chomping at the bit to get Luna Sky. So, um, yeah, I'm just super excited for that. Steve, I agree that you want to be able to say, look, here, this is what they have. Look what they built. You know, look what this project built. Look what they have going on. Like as, as a, you know, not just in an idea phase or beta stuff, like look what they have out. You want to be able to point to something and be like, look, you know, have that evidence that, you know, uh, actual thing in your hand that you can like, go on and use. And, you know, we all totally get that a hundred percent and we understand that. Yeah. Another bit to keep in mind is that everyone in the team is doxxed, right? So whatever we put out has our name behind it and our face. We can't just, you know, sneak out the back door and work somewhere else. Uh, it just doesn't work that way, right? We're doxxed, we're committed and uh, our reputation is behind it. Yeah, that's true, you know, and, and I'll make a comment about this since we're on it, because I've seen a lot of things about this, and, and I get why. A lot of people will say, well, how, how are those those 
those bugs going within the sky. There's only three. There's only three. What's the hold up? What's the hold up? And it's tough because, like, on the surface, again, I totally get that perception. They don't know anything beyond what they know, which is, I said, there's these three major things left to do. And there's a whole bunch of other things that are uh, pending a push to the production server. All that means is the actual website, the place like the onboarders are at. Um, but the reality is, is like oftentimes in development, you know, a bug is not what most people I think perceive it to be. They think of it as a singular thing, right? They think like it's this bug that came up and you just have to get a paper towel and you wipe it up and you flush it, you know, or comparable is something I've kind of been, you know, comparing it to like a metaphor of like, or the metaphor of like, you spill something on the floor and you have to mop it up. Like, it's not that way a lot of times. And the reason being is, is there's just so many related, you know, uh, components and factors to, to it, you know, like with, and I'll speak to this briefly, like one of the, um, one of the bigger things, you know, in those three items was like this whole third web thing. Uh, you know, we elaborated a little bit about, well, what does that mean? It was, well, the effect of it was like a missing buy now button that exists when you list an NFT for sale. That's not for minting or for auction, but just for sale. Uh, was missing, right? And you'd think, well, something weird happened in the UI, like the user interface, and it just disappeared visually. And that's what you hope all the time with a bug, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I hope that it is something like that. <laughs> because when it's not, then, you know, it takes a lot to investigate and debug. So, you know, people ask me and they, they start getting upset and criticized about like, well, it's only three. Once again, it's taking forever. Like, yeah, I, I definitely get that. And I absolutely wish that it wasn't. Everybody does. Um, but some of those things, yeah, there's a lot more to them, you know. And, and like I've said before, it's not just about figuring out, like, why there's a bug. Sometimes it's figuring it out and then you have a fix for it. And other times you have to create and develop a fix. Sometimes you even have to go back and undo a particular process that was running, um, not just to debug it, but to, like, rebuild it, to restructure it. Because you realize, like, oh, my gosh, if this is happening now, and I don't restructure this particular function for whatever, you know, it's supposed to have happen. Later on down the road, it could be a cascade effect for a number of different things. So that's the reality of stuff like that. It's not ideal. It sucks. You know, waiting is never, yeah. ever ideal. But and, and transparency, right? So, you know, the, the goal to be as transparent as possible is so difficult because yeah. it, it's impossible to, you know, like, for example, which if you try to simplify, say, oh, there's a couple bugs. Um, I say, okay, what are the bugs? Oh, well, the bugs are X, Y, Z. And, uh, I say, all right, we'll just fix that. So, all right, well, there's a couple things that are tied into that. And so you end up without the full context of everything that led to it. It's almost impossible to really understand why it's even a thing. And it just, you end up going down a path where the only way to accurately explain is if you were on every dev call with us. And so it's hard to strike that balance of how much transparency is even helpful. Um, but we do our best. That's true. And I, I'm not going to get heavy into that, but I have spoke about this too, because the reality is it's, uh, it's a crypto space culture thing. That's what it is. Um, and I get why. It's a very fast-paced moving environment that's very volatile. So naturally, kind of what happened was like an overabundance of sharing, an overabundance of updates, you know? And it took a lot of years, I think, for that to kind of develop in, in you know, the space. But that that's what it is. You know, everybody's very used to that, me included, right? Um, 
and, you know, it's a bad habit that is inadvertently developed out of just the behavior that has also gone on and developed over the years in the crypto space. So, you know, feeling entitled to like a constant in-depth internal update from a company, um, like it's OK to feel that way. But it doesn't mean that it is wrong for that company to deny your request. It doesn't like in this space. Everyone gets more updates about more things than they ever would get on any other in any other space, give or take. Right. I think that's a fair statement. It's pretty wild. You know, you never um, would see other companies constantly on the ground floor communicating and providing all these internal aspects of their business, you know, for lots of different reasons, not just privacy, but, you know, a number of things. Um, but that's how it is here. And that's kind of how it's grown to be um that's okay to a degree but i think on the other end we have to remember to manage our expectations with that stuff because it may not be what we want to hear sometimes but that doesn't make it you know um wrong that we heard something it doesn't make it bad that maybe we didn't hear other things you know it's that's just what it is so you know it's like you know, so us for a, example we'll give you as much as we can right you know and then which is a lot. <laughs> so. It's a balance. Yeah, yeah. It's a balance. It's a ba it's, it's finding that balance, right? Sometimes you go, you know, one way too far on the pendulum swing. But, uh, yeah, it's about finding the balance. Maybe you've been so patient, please. Maybe it's still there. There we are. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm doing dishes. <laughs> so uh, this will be my uh, final question for the day. And it's actually a very direct question. Um, I don't know if you guys can answer this or not. Uh, either way, it doesn't hurt to try. Uh, so the chairman on the AMA mentioned, uh, the. this is regarding Luna Sky Beta, uh, he mentioned the astronomical cost that that was having behind the scenes to keep that up. Uh, now, I've heard that before uh, by you guys, other members of the team. Uh, I was wondering, is that a number you can share? Because I'm actually very curious as to what the, the, the cost is. So, so that's what? a number. No, so that's a number we wouldn't share. I don't think, and because it's really not tremendously relevant. I think, uh, especially since it's been wound down, and it's yeah, maybe someday when we're looking at a on a more broad basis. But to go that granular on things, it, it just I was talking about with the uh, development updates is without all the context, you know, it could be a five-hour conversation to explain how anything is the way it is. And uh, it's just not very productive. It doesn't help anyone, right? At the end of the day, all we want to have is the, uh, uh, the full Luna Sky launch live, have uh, everyone that's been waiting to onboard, uh, everyone that has onboarded, able to have their collections sold. And that's really just what we're driving at. You know, it's funny. I was uh, in the DMs with um, one of EGC Wales, and um, he had commented to me on somebody who had said that with the lowering of the tax would just be make it easy for whales to exit. And he said the, the big whales that are here bought into the vision a long time ago. I laughed when I heard that question read. So that just give you an idea. This person is connected to a lot of the big whales within EGC, so they're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the same can be said for whales entering, 
right? So, oh, it just makes it so easy for a new whale to to take an entry point. It's 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 a meaningless statement, really. Uh, I understand why he said it and what the the fear is behind it, but it works both ways. It works both ways. If someone wants to sell, they'll just sell. If somebody wants to buy, they're going to buy. Yeah, agreed. You, you can't make it easier for one or the other, right? Because the taxes, uh, it's even across the board. So it's as easy to go in as it is to go out. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And that, that was kind of my point, too, is about it, it's it's speculative saying that. That's not you know necessarily true. You don't have any way to prove that, you know, like Rocket said. And we've said a few times, if they want to be here, they'll stay if they trust in the process. If not, they'll leave. That's okay. It's funny. Um, this was a couple of weeks ago when we were talking on Moon Space about, you know, a tax. And I was the proponent that when Evergrow was successful, making, you know, good utility profits and to raise the tax to a high level, because you've essentially made the, um, you've solved the answer of why should I hold this or why should I buy this? Until I heard Sam talk today. And he said, basically that, and, and then one of the whales that I talked to also agreed that that's a huge turnoff, having a tax. And then if you were to just all of a sudden drop a 10 or whatever, 12% tax, now you've moved the goalpost on people. And now they're like, wait a second, that's not what I signed up for. That's wrong. And I never looked at it from that point of view. And my mind's changed now. And we did talk about, you know, what to make the tax. Three percent, four percent, leave it a five, two, uh, go to one, you know. And uh, we said, yeah, uh, we landed on two, you know, one for marketing and then one uh, for the um, BNB for the volume. And you know, the biggest thing for the one for the marketing uh, is, you know, you obviously don't want to run out of money. I mean, that's the biggest thing in this space, especially when you're making products and you have you know, employees and all this kind of stuff, you know, there's a lot of projects out of it that are broke and um, it sucks that they are broke because of the bear market. But yes, yeah, the one thing that we do have is money right now, but we also don't want to get to a point where we're stretching ourselves thin, where we can't do something or the bear market lasts, you know, longer and longer. Um, so we want to make sure we have a little bit coming in, you know, until that revenue is very steady and we know that we are good to go. You know, so, uh, you know, a lot of thought went into everything. Um, it's like was, training wheels. Yeah. It is. Or, or pool floaties. I, mean, I, got, <laughs> I got analogies for days, but uh, so actually I have to run. Um, I, I appreciate you, Steve, for hosting this and everyone for being here and everyone that's been supportive, everyone that's had questions, everyone's had criticisms. It, it's all, it's all important. It's all part of why we're here. So I appreciate all of you. Yeah, I want to share that sentiment real quick, too. I've also got to run. But again, thank you, everyone. You know, the feedback, the criticism, you know, um, all of that is something that is important to us. And we appreciate that. You know, uh, the questions today, uh, obviously, again, a ton going on the past few days. Um, Yeah, a lot. So (laughs) feel free to reach out at any time. If you got questions or you want to share something in private, you can DM me. It's all good. I'm open and willing to have a candid conversation, you know, I mean, within reason, of course, you know, to the extent that I can, but, uh, again, thank you to everyone for, for being here and thank you for your questions and thank you for sharing your thoughts. Y'all have a great night. I love y'all all. I'll see you in the matrix. Later guys. Take care, Cody. Thank you, Rocket. 
So um, we didn't really touch on this because we were kind of switching gears, but do you want to give maybe give people an Atlas wallet update? We're on V24 right now. You're recruiting, actively recruiting um, people to beta test. Do you want to go into that, Paul? Yeah. So uh, I told people this weekend I'll be uh, messaging them. I haven't gotten that to yet because of all the stuff that is going on today. So I'm going to do it tomorrow. I will be messaging uh, people. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it from my account or the Evergrow account. I might do it from the Evergrow account so people they know they know my account's official, but Evergrow has the yellow mark, so I don't want them confused or anything. And I'll be contacting them tomorrow. Just too much going on today with everything, uh, and you know it's getting late, so I don't want to you know wake anyone or ever. And then you know, uh, so with the update with Atlas Wallet, uh, it's coming along good. We. We, we think we solved the problem with the swap. We're waiting for the next build to come out to see that it's solved. They're testing it right now. Basically is, I can actually tell you, and Sam's alluded to this, is so our swap takes prices directly from PancakeSwap and Uniswap. Unlike other wallets that take directly from, like say, CoinMarketCap or you know another aggregator um, where you know the prices aren't exact. Um, so we're going to get directly. And so as soon as their project launches, as soon as they, you know, put liquidity in, we'll get the price. If a person puts that new, uh, that new token, you know, in our wallet, they'll be able to see the price immediately, uh, which is what we wanted. But when you do that, you know, you, you create some problems and that's, we had problems with our swap. Uh, and like 95% of the tokens work, but 5% weren't. And it was because, so when you get liquidity pools, you know, most of them were on PancakeSwap V2 and it was open sourced and we could have access to them. So if someone put in a, you know, a token that they wanted uh, five, like five, one out of every, you know, five uh, percent of the time they weren't getting the right amount of tokens. And it was because they weren't getting directed the right liquidity pool. And it's because they were they had their LP on PancakeSwap v3 which wasn't put out to the public yet like we didn't have access to those to bring them to atlas wallet well now they have opened it up and now they're putting that in and like sam said we had to find our own workaround instead of just an aggregator man DeFi duck is just putting his hand like crazy we'll get to you man um and so we're trying to find our own workaround instead of having an aggregator because you get taxed twice uh, with the aggregator and it's just a big problem. And we wanted to, you know, have project prices and everything from launch and we can, we can put in the logo manually. Sometimes it comes up automatically, but I can have a dashboard. I can put in manually uh, if I wanted to, so we can go up to new projects and get them on the, get them their name on the swap and, and all this kind of stuff. We have great, you know, market ideas for all that. So, we're waiting for that build that should be done early next week. And we're hopefully the swap will be hundred percent fixed and that'll fix, you know, we're hoping that fixes, you know, almost all the problems on there. Um, if that happens, then we are going to be very excited. And that's, the, that's pretty much the last big hurdle of Atlas. Um, and we think that's, you know, we know that's the problem and hopefully we get that all fixed and the rest um, there really is, you know, Steve, you can ask, there's really no other uh, problems. There's maybe minors, a little here and there. Um, but, you know, we've had plenty of time to fix those and um, get them up to date. So uh, that's why we got the 50 testers coming. So once that swap works 100 percent, 
that's when we're going to give access to the 50 beta testers once the swap is 100% good and ready to go. So that's why we're onboarding them right now. Tomorrow, we'll put them in their protective rooms. One's going to be an Android room. and other one's going to be an iOS room um, so we can know if there's any issues you know, with more people. Um, everything goes well with that. You know, I'm going to be getting some more people in, you know, because I would like to have as many, not as many, but, you know, a lot of testers as possible to see if there's any problems, anything we run into, um, but not delay it. Like I want to go, you know, they say, okay, no problems or, you know, there's a little problem here or there. I'll get 50 more in real quick or 20 more, whatever is needed real fast. And there's nothing. Then we can wait till the audit's done and then go right to, you know, launch. I'm not saying it's going to be that fast. I'm just saying I'm hopeful but I can't say that's going to be that way. I have to see, we have to see when the next build come out and see how it works and make sure it works because the swap is so important. If you swap something and you get the wrong tokens, you know, that's on us, you know? So, um, you know, like, but if, if you're in our wallet and you happen to get like, you give your seed phrases out or you click on a different link and you lose your tokens. Well, that's, that's not on us. That's obviously on you guys, but anything with the swap and stuff that, you know, want to make sure that's a hundred percent, you know, good and working for everybody. And we think we got the answer and they're implementing it right now. So that's your transparent hundred percent response. Good stuff. I just want to remind you uh, somebody that I, uh, or remind everybody that I actually just kind of went sleuthing on the internet and I found uh, a fake EGC staking site. So you guys be really mindful that, as utilities start to get released, there's going to be people who will try to take advantage and try, you know, they might be here or they might be, you know, on Discord or Telegram or whatever. Um, basically, just trying to trick you into connecting your wallet. Um, if it doesn't come from us, like as an EGC or Atlas wallet or or a team member or whatever like that, just be really suspect. Even that, we'll never ask. You know, even from the team or from any of the accounts, we will never ask for your seed phrase. You know, we will never, you know, um, ask you to, you know, do this or, or do that. Unless you're like a, a friend, like we're like, you know, you're really friends. Then like like me and Steve, we know each other. We can, you know, talk or say, click a link here or whatever. Um, but, you know, besides that, like when I message you tomorrow about um, with the 50 people, I'm going to ask you for Android or um, iOS. And you'll, you'll tell me and I'll say, uh whether which response you give me, I'll say, you know, message Drake in Discord. And then you're going to go to Discord and Drake will already be on there. You'll find his name on the right hand side and you'll DM him. So there's no, you know, uh, any, any way you can't get, you know, someone else is going to message you and get scammed or whatever. You're going to message them, you know, and then they'll get you in the right room. So we're going to make sure we take all precautions necessary with everything because main thing is to protect you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, DeFi Duck was just saying that he would love to be, he's, I guess, on day one, he volunteered to be uh, on the Atlas testing. So, so yeah, if... Um, oh, is that why he put his hand up so many yeah, times? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't even see yellow right now anymore. <laughs> <laughs> any any questions uh, from you guys about Atlas Wallet before... Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm about to close the space out. We've been here two and a half hours. We covered a lot of great info. Um, thank you, uh, Paul and the team for being so transparent. You guys had a long day with your AMA and this, and in terms of the other work that you've been doing. So much appreciated for you guys hanging in there as long as you have.
Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And thank you guys. Thank everyone out there. I, what, what Rocket and Cody said, I um, stand behind also. Um, I couldn't do it without all you guys. So appreciate it so much. Thank you. All right. If you guys don't have any uh, final questions, I'll go through the comments real quick, uh, see if there's anything standing out. Um, some people is commenting like why Lucro is dumping so hard. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, um, maybe people don't like the news about um, about the tax. I'm not too sure. I, I really I would we be speculating. We want it to go up and down. You know, we've seen it go up. How many times have we seen it go up and down over the last you know all year? the time? All it the goes, time. And we want it to as volume. It goes up and it goes down. It goes up and it goes down. We want that. You know, and eventually it will just you know start going up and down and establish a new floor and a new high and a new floor and a new high. So. Uh, you know, it's all good. Yeah, I don't, if you're, I mean, I understand like people like to flip this stuff and it's, if you're a flipper, you know, it's probably a really good opportunity to flip, you know, if you can do this right. Um, I'm kind of long, like, you know, I'm kind of a buy and hold kind of guy and add to my bag if it dips. So, um, but if you're in it for the long, the long run, I personally think that's where the benefit is, not financial advice, of course, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Everybody I, has to, I, I, I don't, I don't trade it either. Um, like like that either i just you know hold on to mine and that's the way i do it it's funny how everybody finds their own kind of comfort level for you know it seems to reach like i remember when it, went, it almost dropped to zero and then we saw a, like a, a bit of a dump and then it went back up to near there and it dumped again so this threshold where people are like okay well this is my my point where i'm going to exit or this is my point where i'm going to enter but you've noticed that lucro has established a really good floor and it's um it's it's always kind of on the upward trend, so you know, based on from fair launch, we're up considerably. So I'm not really too worried about it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, I've I've traded Lucro, uh, not extensively, but 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 a good amount of buying, selling. I, I love I, I love the thing. I really do. Yeah, like well said. I want to have Ever, I want to have Evergrow and Lucro, you know, when the time is right and everything, you know, I want to have it trending on Dex tools and PooCoin and, you know, Coin Market Cap and Crypto.com and, you know, uh, you know, we want to have to pay for that. I think it was automatically uh, happen. You know, people do pay for that. Um, we don't, and I don't. I don't think you know there'll be a. I think it'll be trending everywhere at some point when the time is right, just because we have uh, so many people already. And um, it's going to be an exciting time um, when that happens, especially for Lucro. Um, I haven't seen ever. I've always I've seen Evergrow trending, you know, at times, you know, throughout a couple of years. I haven't seen Lucro, but the time will come, and it'll be exciting. Then more people will come aboard, and it'll be fun. Good stuff. Yeah, I can't wait because once it's incorporated into utilities, that's the real world test case, right? See how it's performing, and you know what it's doing, and 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 so with Luna, with other partners coming on with Luna Sky. I'm really hoping that because we have incentivized it by lowering that kind of that price that to 0 0.5, I'm, I'm hoping people will look at that and go, yeah, of course I'm going to, I'm going to swap for Lucro, especially if it makes sense financially to do so. And why not at a smart market cap, you know? So exactly. Yeah. And uh, if you sell your NFTs for Lucro, then um, the good thing is you can essentially ride that too, right? You've made your money off your NFT and then if you hold and that rises up in price, you essentially got more for your NFT than you than you sold for. So, so uh, you know, if you got that hardware mentality. Well, guys, it's been a sincere pleasure. Paul, thank you again. 
for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good rest of your weekend. Moon, thank you, sir. Appreciate it very, very much. All our speakers today. If you guys uh, need anything, have any questions, please come on over. Uh, you send me a DM or you can reach out to us on Discord or Telegram. Um, just like I said, be civil and ask your questions and we're more than happy to help you out. Um, like again, be careful about all these questions that you may have in uh, on, on X and then also on uh, Discord and Telegram. There's scammers out there that would love to take advantage of you. Um, if you're asking questions about wallets and, you know, and, and uh, BUSD and all that stuff. So just be careful. Be mindful, guys. If nothing else, um, thank you, guys. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take it easy, man. You too. Thank you, Moon. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll see you soon. Bye for now. You have a good night, guys. Thank you, Steve. Hey, Moon. Uh, I was going to ask you, when's your next base? Uh, probably tomorrow. Okay. Good probably stuff. tomorrow. I'm not going to do one today. Okay. Uh, do you do it on a, on a normal time or just kind of whenever, whenever? It's still whenever, whenever. <laughs> if you guys see me with a little microphone thing, just join. Uh, I don't have set times, at least, at least not yet. And that's big for us, guys. The more people that, and Steve, Steve's, you know, plugging Moon Space, you know, on his space, you know, that's, that's just another space to open up more people to come in and talk. And, you know, as we grow and get bigger, you know, this past year, everyone's been growing their accounts. We've all been following each other and everything like that. So when stuff comes out and we share stuff, it goes to more people. So, you know, we've been keep on doing that. We're all kept on doing that. That's huge because that's that, that's what's going to help us, you know, grow even further in our reach. If people seeing and reading about it and us sharing this and sharing that and sharing the staking uh, pool and how much you've, how much you made this this month if you feel like it if you you know want to put that out there because a lot of people put their, their rewards out there so um you know we've all you know just because you know it's been a bear market but everyone's been building their accounts up and their that, that's a big thing guys you know because you get your reach and that's for all of us yeah one thing i was going to say too is on tuesday and about like i can think of it like half an hour from now on tuesday uh, i'll be on a space with uh, ippy and jay wills on alpha hour then I'll be talking about Evergrow on that space. And we're going to cover pretty much everything we covered here in um, kind of a, a generic kind of a way, just bring awareness to Evergrow and uh, the ecosystem. So if you guys feel like joining on that time, please do. I appreciate it. Uh, Moon, you were going to say something before we, uh, before we bolt? Uh, no, sorry. My hands are wet because I'm doing dishes and I pressed the wrong thing. I'm done. <laughs> right on, right on. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, you guys have a great rest of your weekend and uh, let's see you next Saturday. Thanks for now and uh, bye for now. Thank you.